<laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm late, Jordan. For the people, oh, for the people that laughed at that joke, hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, we're doing it live. How many episodes of our podcast have we started that like, way, Chris? I think Matt starts like a third of the podcast that way. He's like, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." <laughs> it's like he does a Bill O'Reilly impression every time. To play off the it's... show, to play me out. What does that mean? To end the show? And he just gets so fucking pissed off. He's like, go, go, go. <laughs> so goddamn good. Apparently, he just had like a Karen moment the other day at the airport when he was on his way to his fucking vacation in the Turks and Caicos. Who? Fucking life is a Karen. Riley. Oh, oh, God. That fucking asshole. I can't believe he's still alive. I can. He's got millions of dollars. Isn't he just doing podcasting now? It's a good thing we don't hear about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't know he was alive because he settled with all the sexual harassment claims he had against him, right? Yeah, he just did a book tour with Trump. <laughs> yep, yep, that pans out. That's 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 how it yeah, works. He's he's still around. He's doing the Trump thing, man. He's just retreating deeper into the bubble. Yeah, it's a profitable bubble. <laughs> you guys see the video of Josh Hawley? Fucking sap, so we'll give you their money. Did you guys see Sorry, the video of Holly? No. Oh my oh, god. Oh, he's, he's running for his life. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has a fist in the air when he's behind like a fucking yeah. army of cops and secret service agents. I mean, oh, we're all laughing, yeah. but you know, how much money did he make off of that? I mean, for all we know, did he got crazy amounts reaction? of donations. Are we talking about Riff the video or are we still talking about Holly? Wait, are we talking about AOC? Who are we talking about? No, we're talking about Holly. Uh, yeah, Holly. Holly, the guy who. It turns out he was running like a bitch the whole time. Yep. Oh. And yeah, if you actually if you actually oh, watch oh. the Senate reaction, like the whole room they busts all... into laughter. I <laughs> saw that. So that was so funny. Fucking guy. Because they were like they were like bawling, laughing. It was hilarious. So goddamn good. Oh, you know. Bro, our entire government is just a bunch of fucking jokesters. <laughs> like, all of them. Like, think about, like, AOC, like, pretending to get arrested. And then this fucking guy over here, like... Uh, but what's bro, up with that? I, Matt, Chris, I know that you guys, Heather, I think you all three did an episode about that. I don't really know yeah, what the fuck is it, up with drop AOC on Monday. being arrested. Like, did she vague it? Did she not? I don't know. I, I saw so, some... No, actually, I don't, think she did. I don't think she did. So think, the arrest was not fake. She absolutely 100% got arrested. Uh, yeah, she, no, 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 no. She, went she 100% county. was cited. And there's a big fucking difference. <laughs> she got cuffed, cited, thrown in a car, taken downtown, processed, and charged with a crime. She uh, it was, was cited with an infraction. It's an uncustodial arrest. That, 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 that's what it is. By yeah, definition, exactly. that's what it was. So th that's why I'm saying she got arrested, because it was an uncustodial, uncustodial arrest. So I think anyone trying to say she faked being arrested, like I, I mean, I get it, but it doesn't really hold water. Uh, mm -hmm. Ripper, um, I want to I I combat you on that one, though, because I think it does. Because the, oh. what what is an arrest? An arrest is being put into custody. An arrest is being held and put into custody. So when it's a non-custodial arrest, that's yeah, like saying it's an elephant-free room of elephants. Being arrested means you're in handcuffs, right? No, not necessarily, but it means it means you're detained. Yeah, no, and it means you're arrested. Yeah. And again, like, it's not even a hill I want to die on. Like I don't care. Like it's not the argument I'm interested in having. The big thing yeah, that was really for me is is the the handcuff thing. 
I think was performative. Um, and again, you can do it's a he said, she said thing. But the moment she came out against the senator that was telling her it was bullshit and she was lying, she gave a reason for her hands being that way. The problem is, is the reason she gave is I was trying to deescalate and not get cited for resisting arrest. Well, if that's true, then why did you immediately after you got your photo op, lift your hand in the air quickly and make a sudden movement like that kind of flies in the face with what you say you're doing. And it's like. Okay, I mean, if that's the reason you want to go with, but like we've got you on camera doing something that kind of flies in the face with what you're saying. So either you're the worst at doing what you're saying you were doing, or it was performative bullshit. And I mean, because she's a politician and because most of what she does is performative bullshit, I think it's not a far leap to say it was performative bullshit. Well, and it, it, for something to be de escalated, doesn't it have to already be escalated? Yes. And all I saw was a couple of cops ask a nice rich lady to walk over to that tree over there and then go home. That doesn't seem like a real escalated situation to me. You know, the other thing about it, after that episode, I was reading an article where she had said that that is how people are trained to de-escalate the situation is by putting their hands behind their backs. And then the, <laughs> the, the author of the story contacted someone at the ACLU and they were like, no, we train people to just show your hands. We don't tell yeah. you put your hands behind your back. In fact, if we told people to put their hands behind their back, typically that person might be viewed as reaching for something. So we tell you to show your hands. So so she just, I mean, it's like she just digging herself a grave, you know? Yeah. It just maybe just drop it and admit you did this thing for a photo op and you know, move on. Instead, she just has to go on Twitter and like argue with people, <laughs> including some of her constituents, just bickering. And it's like, just admit it. You know, you and I mean, there's nonviolent on. tactics to do what she's trying to do, right? If she's trying to like put herself as this like civil disobedience person, right? But civil disobedience isn't get up and voluntarily put your hands behind your back and then march away with the nice officers who send you home with a glass of lemonade. That's not civil disobedience. Civil disobedience is sitting down on the street, blocking track, and refusing to move. It is not complying. That's where that whole disobedience part comes in. And when the pigs show up and say, well, if you don't move, you're going to be arrested, you tell them, fucking do it. And then they have to pick everyone up and drag them away and cuff them all. It becomes a big fucking problem. And then you get the fucking, you know, NCL out there. And that's how that's supposed to work. It's supposed to be an obstacle. It's supposed to be you going, fuck, you know, even if you're going to lose the day, it doesn't matter. The point is, it's supposed to be a fuck you. And when the cops show up and they're like, hey, um, no, don't do that. And you go, OK, OK, OK. That's not civil disobedience. Question. I'm, I'm going to hold on. I got to I'm going to push back a little bit on that. Do it, um, as as someone who's who's let's go both, both uh, participated in civil disobedience and taken arrest and uh, helped coordinate it, um, I would say that the purpose of civil disobedience um, is either to like uh, permanently disable uh, your oppressor in some way. Um, which is very rare. Most of it is just to garner the like media grab that you're going to get from it, you know? And once you've done that, you've kind of fulfilled the mission of civil disobedience. Like civil disobedience isn't just to say, fuck you to the cops. It's to say, 
this is an issue and I'm going to stay here impeding this whatever so that the world can see that something is wrong here. You know, once the media is there and the media gets their shots and you get your shots maybe for social media or whatever, um, then it doesn't really matter after that. You know, if you take if you take a rest or not, the 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 point is that it gets it gets blown up and it gets more eyeballs on it. Well, that's what a political stunt is, not civil disobedience. And again, and, and you've obviously we have different experiences, but I mean, I've also been arrested four times. I've done lots of civil disobedience actions. Like the point is to not comply. And as soon as they come over and they're like, "Hey, it's time to go," and you go, "Okay," then that's you're you're not you're you're civilly obeying. That is not disobedience. Disobedience is clogging a freeway. It is blocking an entrance to something. It is chaining yourself to machinery. It is simply sitting down in the road and refusing to get off the private property. Whatever that is, whatever it takes, whatever level your organization wants to take it to. But the point is, is that you make your statement and you don't back down. And if you do leave, it's on your terms. Like so, my question, 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 question. So, all right. I mean, assuming you're not getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Uh, I I got a question. So, to everybody here, what is your opinion on blocking traffic on streets and on freeways? What what what's your opinion on that? Like, are you asking is it good or bad? Are we forward against it? Is that that kind of thing? Well, no, not like for. But what's like your opinion on it? Like, if you were working, yeah, like you know, like I work, opinions. and it's like. I'm trying to get to my job and get home. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to fucking sit in traffic for another fucking hour when I got, you know what I mean? I got shit to do. So it's like, if you were in traffic and there was a bunch of people fucking just like on the fucking freeway blocking traffic and it was taking another hour to get home, what's your opinion on that? So That's like, I think his broader question is, do, do you think that blocking traffic turns the working class against like leftist movements, right? Is that what you're yes. getting at, Taj? That's what I, I, okay, yeah. So basically that's what I feel is like, because it, it, it's counterproductive. It's like, yeah, like it makes a statement and yeah, it brings out the media and yeah, it does do all that. But at the same time, it makes a lot of people that are working class people that just have to go to work and go home be like, fuck, like I got shit to do. And you're over here fucking, I'm just trying to go home. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get some fucking food in my stomach and, and fucking chill out the rest of the night. But I got these people fucking just marching in the freeway, which is great. And I love to see protests, but like it's different when it's affecting the working class and not the people that really need to be affected by it. You know, that that's just my opinion. Yeah, you know take I mean? that one, Lou. All right, so um, and I, all I see is guests. What's your name, bro? Dodge. Dodge. Yeah, like yeah, like Dodge Caravan, yeah, yeah, like the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Taj. T A J. Yeah. Taj. Okay, great. Taj, thank you very much. One um, second, Chris. You'll speak next. What I would say is, uh, it's it's useful. It's a useful tactic when it's strategic, right? So the most strategic use of that tactic i've seen is when you want to because freeways and stuff are built so that people can skip over the bad parts you know the things that they don't necessarily the city doesn't necessarily want you to see about your town right or your city right so getting on a blocking a freeway in front of an exit 
and then directing traffic that would normally bypass these uh this blighted area or this area that needs to be addressed if you have like oh there's an area here where uh the city hasn't invested in this area in you know decades um and they just built this uh freeway over it just so that everybody could just bypass it directing traffic through there is worthwhile you know if that's part of what if that feeds into your strategy when people just do it just to stop traffic and inconvenience people yeah that's some fuck shit that's that's uh that's that's garbage that's that's uh you know that's not very effective and i think that it does do more harm than good but and when it's done strategically to route people to something you definitely want them to see then yeah argue i, I arguably um i i do have to say so a lot, a lot of, of the places, places uh, Taj, oh, wait, wait, before we get to you, I got to go to Chris first because he raised his hand okay. and then, and then right. Heather. Sorry about that. All right, so, yeah, like, so, so my thought on this one is um, I think I think what Pepper Pig said was, was, was valid. Like, I think there are tactics to kettle traffic through areas to make them see things, especially when you're talking about like red line districts and that kind of thing. Right. But. I, I disagree, right? I still think it's a valid tactic. I'm not saying it needs to be used all the time, but I mean, again, this is how suffrage was done. This is how ML, MLK shut down freeways and closed bridges. I mean, the march on Selma was him shutting down a bridge, you know? So I don't think it's, I think it actually doesn't cause more harm. And the reason why I would say, because it doesn't stop the bridge for the day. The bridge is only shut down for a very short time. Let me tell you, you start, you start impeding the flow of workers to capital and watch how quick that gets cleared. You know, free, freeway shutdowns never happen for long at all. The pigs immediately get on that. Wasn't um, there supposed to be a railroad strike like last week? And it, it I don't know, something like it got that. avoided I mean, basically was, because they didn't want to completely shut down commerce. Yeah. I mean, that sounds right. You know, that's how it always has been. But shutting down commerce and conveniencing is a valid tactic, especially in a capitalist system. And yeah. I would say that although. Taj has a good point of like, dude, this is going to turn me against the movement. Like, yes, there'll be some people who are very upset by it, but the people who are upset by it are going to be small numbers, dozens, maybe a hundred. Whereas you have now caused such a distract, such a, such a disturbance that it has to now be viewed by a shit ton of people. And a whole bunch of people who did not want to deal with this issue are now being forced to look at this issue. And I don't think you should be shutting down freeways for no reason. But when it's a sh when you're shutting down a freeway to bring attention to literally a fascist government wiping out people, killing people, taking away civil liberties, like, no, that's legit. Shut down the fucking freeways because it's easy for me to say, like, well, I want to go home and I'm being convenienced. Well, yeah, but what about the guy whose kid just got shot by the cops? You know, what, what about the people who just lost their right to their own body? You know, the, the fucking Supreme Court just said we don't have Fourth Amendment rights within 100 miles of the coast. It's like, that's what we're shutting the freeway down for. Like, they are single-handedly burning the Bill of Rights right now. And to me, that, that's worth making a few people late home from work. I respect, I respect that, that answer a lot. I, 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 I really... Sorry, go ahead. On the floor is yours, man. Um, I'll let you respond, Taj, and then Heather will have oh, to no. after you. I, I respect that like answer a lot. Like that's a really good answer and that like really made me think, but like at the same time, like don't you think it would be more worth like instead of like blocking people's paychecks? And like when I say that, I say that with all due respect. 
because I'm not saying like, oh, the movement, it, it, oh, like that doesn't mean shit. What I mean is like people that have to pay rent, people that have to pay for groceries, people that have to like, that, like these are people that really have to get to where they're going. So their bosses might be like, you're, you're on your third strike. We're going to fire you if you're late, you know? Like these are people that are really like, like going to work to the point where they might get fired that day. So, I mean, like, don't you think it would be more productive to go to the place where these laws are being passed and actually fucking like protest there and block traffic there? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Like, I don't know, just my personal opinion. I think I know not everyone can just afford a plane ticket and go fucking fly and, and do all that shit. But like, I feel like it needs to be more targeted. You know what I mean? Like to the point where it's like, we're going there, like to a Capitol building or to a building where it's like laws are passed. You know what I mean? Not, not a freeway. Like I fuck, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. And I understand that, but like, I think it should go more towards government officials rather than our people. So, um, so I think that um, what you just said actually raised a really good point, which is that you have to like look at why people get pissed off when they're stuck in traffic and a mob of people come on the freeway, right? Like they're pissed off because they're sitting in an hour and a half, two hour commute right? Because their city wasn't planned properly, or they're getting to their second job because they have to work two or three jobs to pay the rent or whatever, right? And so I think to be like, really effective, first of all, I actually disagree that you shouldn't go to like your senator and protest all the time, because the people that are going to make the change are like the working class people, right? Or like the the public and so hey, I, uh, I, I got a phone okay so um so i think that for for first of all is that you are going to have to have times where you need to wake people up right and yeah because uh, they're so fucking i apologize my dog no that's okay. not um so you have to have uh sorry let me I lost my train of thought. So you have all these people that are on the freeway, right? Um, mm -hmm. And they're going to their second job or their third job is what I was saying when you got your phone, whatever. Um, or they're stuck in traffic for an hour and a half to two hours. So first of all, a lot of them are like so busy in their daily life life that they don't even know like what the fuck you are protesting about like like i'm thinking about people that i've spoken to in the last couple months some of them are not even really fully aware of what is going on with the supreme court and so if people are not like exposed to some level of education in the community they're not going to know what's going on and they're not going to know what like they need to do like for their part to uh, to address it right but the other thing i think is if you're going to be blocking traffic you have to do it like effectively right it, like you yeah. can't just have a bunch of random teenagers 
you know, walk on the freeway and block traffic. Like you have to have a coordinated effort. Like you have to have signs, right? You, they have to like know what you're blocking traffic for. And so I feel like in that sense, it could be effective because you have people like if I'm working two or three jobs just to pay the bills and I get stuck in traffic, I'm going to be pissed. But if I get stuck in traffic because there's a, a protest going by and they've got all these signs about wages or health care or whatever that like then I understand. Right. And so I feel like yeah. there's a there's a time that it's appropriate and um, a way that it's appropriate. And then there are other times that it's probably not, you know, and I think you raise a good point that like, yeah, somebody could get fired. Right. Yeah. Cause I, okay. So I, I was, uh, involved in the protest for the BLM at, uh, Oxnard by Oxnard. And we went all the way up Oxnard Boulevard, stopped at Woolly, and then we blocked traffic all through Woolly and Oxnard Boulevard. And there was just a line of cars all the way down Woolly and Oxnard Boulevard. And I thought that shit was cool. You know, I was like, fuck yeah. Like we got everybody paying attention. And then I seen people get out of their car and like literally come up to everybody and be like, I got to get fucking home. Like I got yeah. shit to do. I got a wife. I got a kid. I got to fucking feed. What the fuck? You know? And I was like, fuck. Like, and then I felt bad. I was like, damn, like, like we're literally just blocking these people from getting home to their children and, and getting like getting them fed. And, and like, so I get what you're saying, but I also think about it from the other perspective that it's semi counterproductive. Like we should be going to places where these laws are actually implemented. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just my, like, I get it. I get like the shutdown and everybody comes in and, and sees it and news covers it. You know, and I guess that's like sacrifices that might need to be made. But like, at the same time, it's like these are people that have like children at home that might not have somebody watching their kid. You know, and, and like, I don't know, man, it just it, it just kind of hit me different when I saw that. And I was like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But what did you have like, to say back to that, Lou? From like the left, like or anything. It, it's not making me like, oh, like, no, nah, like fucking fox news i'm gonna start following fox news you know what i mean it's just i'm just saying like it just it, it just made me think different about the situations that we were putting other people in yeah i mean we have to you always the consideration political sure. normies i think yeah what, what do you have to say about that lou i was gonna say that um most protest is um it has a bad connotation, but most of it is political theater, right? It's earned media. Um, you have two types of media, paid media, earned media. This is earned media events that you create. Um, what I what I really can't stand about the blocking traffic thing is um, if it's done strategically uh, in, a, in a good way, it can be very, it can be effective to earn that media, but it is probably one of the shittiest educational um, protest forms of protest out there. All right. Nobody past car like six knows what the fuck is going on up there. You know, everybody sitting behind that car is like, what the fuck? I hope somebody's dead. Somebody better be fucking dead. I better see blood in the street. 
when I get up here. If it's just somebody, you know, looking at a at a raccoon on the side of the road and trying to take <laughs> this Snapchat pictures, I'm gonna be fucking pissed, you know. So then you get up there, and if it's if it's you know like um, Chris was saying, if it's people blocking it for this you know reason, and they've got their signs and everything, the cops are gonna clear those people out really quickly. So by the time that person six cars down gets up to the front, ain't nobody there. There ain't no signs. Yeah. You know, all you know is, oh, some bullshit went down. You might see on the news later on that night, you know, oh, I was in that in that traffic, you know, but by then you're, you know, you, you, what's going on, what I think is going on in the minds of people who are 10 cars, 20 cars, 50 cars, 100 cars down the road is, fuck, whatever's causing this, I'm I'm, I'm against it. Whatever it is. Yep. I, I, yeah. I like to hate these people. I agree with that. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. And it's not that they're like, oh, like, fuck BLM. It's just like, they're like, I, I got to get home. I got to get fucking my kid fed. Like, you know, so I don't know, man. It's just my opinion about all that is, is it is a little bit counterproductive when there needs to be more people going to these places where, like, the government center and, like, really just going in front of the government center, not in the fucking streets. In the fucking government center, like going through the government center, like and actually fucking right in front of the government center, and that shit, that shit's more effective, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was Chris. Chris, I think it was you, and then Des. Was it Chris, Matt, and then Desmond? I think. No, Chris, Uh, Desmond, and Matt. Okay, so like my thought on this one, right, is again, I think you guys make valid points. Like that's the thing is like even though like I technically disagree with you, um, I don't think anything you're saying is untrue or not valid as shit, right? Um, because I do agree that I think everything you said is is, is right. That it, it's it's going to piss people off. It's going to harm the working class. Um, and, and I I think Prepper's got a good point there too. Is like yeah, like I am for this, but I'm not like I said, I'm not for it for everything. Um, I think. Um, I think we need things like freeway blockades because they are performative. They're there to bring attention to an issue. And I think it needs to be kind of an oh shit maneuver. I don't think it needs to be every single time like, well, you know, the mayor had a tax code that I didn't really disagree with. So we're shutting down the hospital. Like, no, like, I don't think it needs to be like that, like egregious acts. But again, I think something like Roe v. Wade being undone is an egregious act. We've decided 52% of the population of the United States aren't human they have the rights of a farm animal actually less rights than a farm animal because you can abort a cow if it's going to kill the dairy cow yeah we say that raped 10 year old girls have to carry the abortion of their rapists and that if a doctor actually gives a shit about her we're going to put him in fucking jail and i'm sorry that's worth shutting a freeway down for because that's becoming national that. policy. And so for me, it's like it depends on what it is, not for everything, but for some. And again, also for limited amounts of time, shut a freeway down, shut a freeway down for 20 minutes. Do not shut a freeway down for six hours, you know, because you are actually fucking with people's kids at that point. Um, and I would also the other thing I wanted to say was that like and I agree again, you, you have a really good point, uh, Taj, of like, you know, yeah, go to the city centers. And it's like, well, first of all, that's where the cops protect like. You can't fuck with City Hall 
and not get a fucking eye blown out by a beanbag shotgun, number one. Mm-hmm. But number two, even when you do look at the George Floyd protest, they, you know, when they fucking set the police, you know, building on fire and it was shut down for a while. And in Seattle, when they closed yeah. off the police area, it's like, what about the janitor who had a job there? You know, what about the parking attendant guy? Like, there's a whole lot of people, no matter what you do, oh, we no, can say little stuff like that, or we can talk about the fucking Cuban revolution, you know, like whatever you want to do. Um, and no matter what it is, it doesn't matter. Any anytime you have an upheaval to eliminate oppression there is going to be collateral damage there's going to be people who are hurt and there's no way to avoid that ever of you course. cannot have a revolution without of harm course. now obviously we need to temper and i don't think you're saying that that's not okay like I, i'm not trying to miscategorize i'm just trying to say that like sometimes if i have to inconvenience 200 people for half an hour to get thousands of people in my city to start paying the fuck attention that we've decided half our population is subhuman, that's worth but it. Don't you and think I think that, you got to weigh it. Yeah, but don't you think that the media is going to spin that worse than they would spin a couple people that work for City Hall getting inconvenienced? Like, I feel like... It, Bro, we had the we media spin the Iraq freeway. war to let us no, kill no, two million Iraqis. <laughs> But what matters at the end of the everything. day, what I'm trying to say is what matters at the end of the day, look, dude, like 70% of America is stupid. Like, let's just be real. Like, we live in California, right? Most of us have experienced shit with, like, we're more progressive. We, we understand. We get it. Like, we're all, like, fucking cool with each other and shit. And, I, I mean, that's just well, my experience, at least. Like... I've fucking been around all types of different ethnicities, women, everything, women's rights. You know what I mean? But like California has the second largest clan population in the country. Well, yeah, I'm talking about where I live, but like I'm talking, I'm just saying in general, not just California, but like the different cities in it. And I'm just saying, um, like they'll spin shit to 60% of the population that's in middle America that, is extremely divided like we're talking like fucking blacks over here whites over here and that that's literally how the rest of like america really is it's like completely divided you know what i mean so they'll spin this shit to those people and those people like yeah like fuck the left because of this and this and that and they're shutting down the freeways and blah 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 you see what i'm saying but quick question real quick rebuttal on that one so a yeah. show that is going to take that footage that night and spin it, what do you think they're going to do if that didn't happen? You don't think they're going to spend the exact same amount of time and energy trying to dismiss the left? No, they're going to talk about fucking Dr. Seuss if there's no freeway shutdown. And they're going to say that Joe Biden is here to take away cops and, and bring us all into some kind of anarchy and that the left wants to make trans kids babysit Whatever. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't even know the bullshit they come up with. But it's like, no matter what, the Fox News is going to come up with a fabricated propaganda piece, regardless of what happens in the world tomorrow. We got Joe Biden, who's basically a Republican, right? This guy yeah. is a Republican. He loves war. He hates Gosh. women. Yeah. He hates queer people. He hates people of color. Like, he loves fucking taxes, hates bankruptcy court. Like, Joe Biden is a Republican. And they still yeah. spend the entire day trashing him. It's going to happen no matter what. So let's make it something worth talking about. Desmond, let's go to you. Um, yeah, I'll try to make this a little quicker. Um, 
I think for me, just blocking traffic just doesn't feel like something that I would want to participate in ever, um, even strategically, honestly. It's just, I think about what the end goal is, because obviously, like, I agree with the justification for it, the reasoning behind it, that all makes sense to me. Like, you're trying to bring awareness to an issue that you feel people are sleeping on. That's a noble cause, no matter how you paint it. But the question for me always comes to, like, how is it being received? Because for everyone who's already energized by this issue, you don't have to convince them to vote a certain way or not buy from company X or to invest into this or divest from this, like whatever the case is, they're already in it. So you're trying to convince people who aren't currently aware to become aware and to get energized. And the question is, is this tactic really having that effect on these people? And I don't know that it is. I mean, just, just frankly speaking, because, you know, Taj, you bring up a decent point here where it's like, most of the country is politically apathetic or they're disengaged or they're very casual viewers like they're just they're in and out during election cycles and that's about it then they're back to just doing other things that aren't politics related like we're the weirdos in the community who actually pay attention to politics all the time so how are we going to get those normal people to actually get engaged in these moments we need them to get engaged because we can't do it without them unfortunately because they are the majority the super majority I don't know that this actually works. I mean, in theory, like, yeah, you want to bring awareness, but is this the right tactic? I don't think so. I think it just creates more animosity towards things that they already don't really understand that well, or they don't, un or they're not that engaged in. And so like, yeah, wake people up, but maybe this isn't the right way. I mean, cause especially like you're talking about Taj, if you're preventing people from getting to where they need to go, or people are all kinds of fucked over because of capitalism, you know, like you're running from place to place, like you have like an hour, two hour commute, you gotta go take care of your kids, you're strapped for money, this, that, and the third, you hate traveling anyway, like this is the last thing you wanna deal with. And like, yeah, we wanna get people's attention, but like maybe let's find a better way. Now, that's just, that's kind of just where I stand on it. Like I, I'm like, I'm for the idea, just different. Let's just get there a different way. Yeah, what did you have to say, Matt? Uh, so uh, Chris, my uh, bestie and Longtime son of a bitch who always steals my shit. I said most of what I was going to say already, but one thing I did want to add on to it. I think part of the problem with this particular form of protest comes in how easy it is to shift the narrative because it's not just like twisting the event. What you start seeing, even on non right wing places, places that are a little more centrist like CNN, is you start getting the stories about the ambulance that couldn't get through. You start getting stories about um, Joe, Joe the plumber who, who fucking got fired from his job because he couldn't. I think the I, I am a hundred percent with pretty much everything Chris said. But to speak to what you guys are saying, I think the reason why people are driven to feel that way is because the, it's not the it's not Fox News calling you know lefties you know problematic and spinning it to their crowd that's the problem. It's the more centrist and mainstream news stories telling you all the problems that resulted in this particular form of protest instead of what actually was protesting what they were protesting against, and it just draws up all these like things that make you feel bad because nobody left, right, center wants to stop somebody in an ambulance from going to a hospital nobody left right or center wants to be the cause of you know another working class dude losing their job you know like i don't personally give a shit if you have to wait in traffic for six hours like chris said because we're trying to protest against women losing their rights you know what that doesn't bother me what does bother me is people being harmed because of the people that shouldn't be harmed and, and i think that bothers most people and i think with this particular form of protest i think you know excluding things like you know when it becomes violent and you're burning stuff down 
out of all the other nonviolent forms of protest, this one is easiest to pick out those things and make them the headline as opposed to what people are talking about. So I'll uh, jump back in. I think it's my turn, right? Yeah, I wasn't sure if anybody else was going next after you. If not, yeah, go ahead, Lou. I see Chris's hand up. Um, so oh, all great points. Yeah, yeah, Chris, you were first. Lou was first. Lou's been waiting. Go ahead. I'm after okay. Lou. I wanted to um, bring up uh, a couple instances where I've personally seen stopping traffic as an effective tool. Um, <clears throat> the first was uh, this rad-ass group of um, badass women called the Raging Grannies. I don't know if y'all have them out there. But uh, no, um, they are a bunch of matronly uh, uh, ladies who um, will take out like, they'll like have a line of rocking chairs and they'll be sitting there knitting and blocking coal uh, delivery trucks from reaching the, um, the uh, plant. You know, like that kind of thing. Yes. You know, pretty effective. Gets a lot of uh, attention. Isn't, you know, the workers don't give a shit. They get paid, you know, they're sitting in their truck. They get paid either way. Um, <clears throat> they don't get paid by the load. <clears throat> so uh, there's that. There was also, um, I worked on Fight for 15. If you're not familiar, Fight for 15 is this long time, uh, so long that it's now <laughs> ineffective. But the Fight for 15 um, years and years ago was about getting the minimum wage, uh, minimum wage raised to $15 an hour. And we were going around the state, uh, helping to organize and unionize, uh, fast food workers here. And, uh, we found one spot that, yeah, should be fight for 23. Now you're right. Um, there was one spot that threatened one of the workers who walked off previously with, um, termination. So we had told them beforehand, hey, if your people can walk off the job, if they do, don't retaliate or we'll be back. Well, somebody wanted to walk around and find out. So um, this was at a Taco Bell and we went and shut down their driveway. So there were no cars. You know, if you wanted now, if you really needed some Taco Bell and just wanted some of that great D meat, then uh, you were heavily inconvenienced that day. But otherwise, um, this, this young lady got reinstated within, I think, like an hour of, or something of us, you know, blocking all the traffic to this place because this, this place was making no money. And it was all because they were they were holding out against this one young lady. So there are some ways that it can be done, I think, strategically, but it's not a tool for mass education. You know, this isn't where you're going to be teaching people about this issue or about the thing that you're, you know, this isn't where you're where you're doing it for this mass, you know, the thousands of people who are backed up to come see you and pass by you. Uh, that, I think, is is a little wrongheaded. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, I, I just want to say that, like, I, again, not 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 completely disagreeing with AI on that one, but like beyond just calling attention to it which i think is one of the primary goals but the other goal is also to send a signal that people are getting mad and shit's gonna start breaking down like because a protest especially if it's in the streets and you go home once the cops say it's an unlawful assembly and you wear your little hats and you have your little signs government doesn't give a shit about that 
government doesn't give a fuck about people walking through the streets carrying signs. Government gives a shit about broken windows. Government gives a shit about burning police stations. Government gives a shit about freeways getting shut down. Government gives a shit about society falling apart because we're fucking mad and we're not going to play by the rules. And I think this also is a signal that shit is a we're getting we're, we're getting to shit getting real. And I I want more of it. Um, you know, I I, I don't think Brett Kavanaugh should have been scared out of his steak dinner. I think any place that lets Brett Kavanaugh come in the door should have bricks through its window. And maybe places will stop letting Brett Kavanaugh have dinner there. And then maybe Brett Kavanaugh can understand what it's like to be a second-class citizen in this country. So I think we need more energy for that. And again, I, I agree. And I think it's it's a double-edged sword, and it's something not to be done lightly. Um, I think you are right. It can cause harm. Um, and I know Taj probably wasn't trying to go on a long tirade with this one, but I think at the end of the day, the message needs to be sent that shit's about to get real. And if freeway shutdowns don't work, cool. Let's start barricading police stations. Let's start burning down government buildings. Let's start some shit. Because until we do, nothing's going to change. Because we've been playing nice for a real long time. And it's been since the civil rights movement when anybody wasn't playing nice anymore. And nothing's been accomplished since then. Fucking A. Let's go, Desmond. You're on mute, brother. I didn't click that mute. Okay. Apologies. Um, I'm not sure what the best avenue would be uh, to in order to execute what I'm about to offer, but I think boycotting capital in some form or fashion is honestly, I think, the, the gold standard. I mean, it'd be the best way to get anything done. If you were to find a way to strategically organize a boycott of something along the lines of getting hundreds of thousands or millions of people to cancel Amazon Prime, and you were able to say definitively that you were doing this because of X reason, that reason would be resolved very quickly because Jeff Bezos has more power than all of us combined. Uh, so I'm again, I'm not sure exactly how something like that would be put together, but a protest in that form, I feel like would be the most effective because the people who truly have the most power in this country are the billionaire class and affecting their bottom line in some way, shape or form that that probably be the best way to get the most tangible change quickly. So, and then, and I totally agree with you. And I was thinking about when Roe was first overturned on TikTok, a huge group of people started trying to organize a, you know, a general strike, right? But it wasn't really organized like there was no mutual aid there was no money set up there was no like how are people gonna they just wanted you know the following monday for everybody to just not go to work for three days and it had a total disconnect from like what people can actually like do like you can't just not a lot of people the majority of people probably 99 percent of people cannot just not go to work for three days or for i think it was a week actually because it was the Mother's Day strike. It was like starting on Mother's Day, you start by not cooking for your family and you don't clean. And then on Monday, you don't go to work and you don't do anything for your kids and then don't go to work for a whole week. It's a great idea because if you halt the economy, people are going to start making changes and paying attention, right? But there was no like support structure for it at all. And so there, it never really happened because 
nobody could do it, right? And so I think like there needs to be like a conversation about how can you start organizing that? Like you really need to get a lot of people organizing mutual aid, putting together, you know, funds so that people can just not work for a given period of time, literally halt the economy by doing that. But it requires uh, a huge effort and a huge cord. And you have to have people that are not so like soaked in their own privilege that they understand everything that's going to go into coordinating that. And I feel like there are not a lot of people that are <laughs> ready. I'm reading all of your comments. Not a lot of people that are ready or able or even aware enough. Like, I feel like there's just so much, especially in the Democratic Party. Yeah, class in consciousness. In the Democratic Party, there is so much fucking privilege and we've talked about the brunches, like the mm -hmm. garden parties and the brunches. And it's like, they just, they, they're so, so soaked. There's no empathy and they're so soaked in privilege that they, you have nobody that is ready to do that. And so I feel like we need to find people that are ready to organize, that are ready to, to start putting together paths of mutual aid um, so that you can have a huge block of the economy shut down. And then that'll happen. So I, I totally agree that that's going to be how it happens is with the money. But it's not going to be like, oh, boycott, you know, buying it. Amazon. Maybe it's going to be boycotting in Amazon. But still, you got to get a huge chunk of the economy broken down. So Matt and then Lou. Matt, you're on mute. I agree with both of you. Uh, sorry about that. I'm going to get a little soapboxy here with this one because I think the problem with boycotting something like Amazon is everyone still wants their shit. So even if you can get everyone to in mass boycott Amazon, what are they going to do? They're just going to go to some other person that's just like Amazon. And so what we're ending up doing is shifting everything, all the power and money that Amazon controls to another company, and you're not going to fix anything. Not to mention my biggest issue and i know you guys are going to be aware of this is to, to kind of piggyback off of your lack of understanding comment most people in this country don't understand basic economics and a good example of this and trying to to protest with your wallet is every fucking year when everyone's like don't buy gas for a fucking day and we'll really stick it to the fucking oil companies and Ever since I have been, goddamn, since I've been fucking 18 and in high school, they've been pulling that same bullshit every single fucking year. Here's Economics 101. You're going to buy the gas anyway. Sorry if you guys it was too loud for you. But like either the day before or the day after, they're getting their fucking money. These companies aren't working on a daily fucking budget. They're not working on a monthly fucking budget. These people have money stocked up for fucking years in advance. Everybody in this country would have to start bu stop buying oil for five fucking years in order for this to have any effect whatsoever. But this is what we get. This is the kind of, of you know, wallet protest that we get. And, 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 the, and the worst part is, is when you try to point this out to people, the, the response that I get every time is, well, at least we're trying something. No, you're not. What you're doing is doing nothing. You're doing it, you're doing something that is easy for you to do that makes you feel good and has zero results or impact. And, and I think while 
voting with while using hitting people where their, their money is is a good option. The way it's constantly tried to do is like this, and it ends up with no effect. And it's just and it's this year long every year it's the same old circle jerk. And everyone doesn't buy gas on a Sunday, and they feel like they've really hit you know Arco in in, in the in the nuts. And it, we've got to get smarter than this. Um, you know, the best alternative I've heard is everyone switching brands. And, but the only thing you're going to do then is maybe force them to start competing with prices. You're not really going to hurt them. Like, and so like, I don't know what the solution is. I'm sorry. I don't have one. I'm just ranting about um, what, what people are giving right now, but like, there's gotta be a better way. Like, you know, something, you know, that will actually work. I think what you suggested, Heather, is pretty on point. Um, but this, but this, this fake bullshit with, you know, let's just not buy from one company or let's, let's all, you know, not buy from Amazon. I mean, great. But in order for that to have any effect, you're gonna have to stop buying all your shit from a company like this. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Lou, then Chris. Matt, my brother, thank you so much for that example of the one day boycott. Um, fucking drives me crazy. Every year when I hear that bullshit, I'm just like, ah, oh my God, this is so ineffective. Fuck. All right. So um, uh, boycott, in my opinion, is uh, it's one of those holdover tactics um, I think that a lot of people grow up hearing about like the Selma bus boycott. Is that Selma? Somebody hit me if I'm wrong. Um, and they, they, they grow up Montgomery. hearing MLK and the bus boycott and everything. What they didn't learn was all the organizing that had to go into that. All the ride shares that were created to get people to and from where they needed to be. All the alternative uh, transportation that came out of that just so that people could get to, um, to, to work and back or to school and back. So anything you do, Montgomery, thank you. Um, anything you do is going to take uh, heavy organizing. Um, boycotting, like I like like Matt said, it's um, the money flows. Oh shit! The, can y'all hear me? Because everything froze on my screen. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Um, the money flows. The money's always going to flow. Okay, so. Uh, so you might create bottlenecks, you might create pent up demand, um, for a product, whatever. I think the solution and, uh, you know, we can discuss, I would love to hear thoughts, but I think the solution lies not with consumers, but with workers, you know, organizing workers so that workers can make more demands and workers can do slowdowns and wildcat strikes and negotiate, uh, more firmly with these corporations. Um, if you want environmental policy change, you want LGBTQ rights, you want income inequality addressed, all those things run through labor. It's all labor organizing. And we have been, you know, the, the, where we are today is a direct result of Reagan's attacks on labor unions that kind of set the stage for all this. So building, rebuilding labor, um, and, you know, seizing the means, I think that's the way to go. One opinion. I agree with you and I agree with Heather um, about labor. And that's exactly where the money comes from. So nothing will ever change 
and this is just real shit. Nothing will ever change until we stop the flow of labor. Because labor is the only thing, the only leverage that they really have, the government has on us. And the closest we've seen to change was during the pandemic. So if you noticed, when we all shut down, we all got, what, $1,200 stimulus checks, right? So think about how scared they were when they saw the economy completely collapse. That was because nobody was working. Well, a high majority of people weren't working. So literally the only way we're going to ever make a change and meet and they're going to meet our demands is when we stop working. I don't know how that's going to happen. I can't say, I don't know, but that's literally the only way they will ever meet our demands and say, all right, we'll, we'll do what you want because then we'll have leverage over them. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of actually what I was going to say was that like, we keep dancing around the issue that the reason these tactics don't work is because of capital. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's like kind of like perfect. Like, you know, it's a holdover tactic that we heard about Montgomery. And we never heard about the organizing. Why do you think that is? You think that was by accident? No, no, God, no. The reason why American history is taught that one day a nice man named Martin Luther King came down, had a drink, gave a speech, and everything was great from then on, and everyone went home, and everything was fine, and racism was over. Like, (laughs) there's a reason you're taught that. It's because you're supposed to fucking believe that. It's propaganda. It's a whitewashing of protest history. And Can I just be honest? Can can I just say something? Yeah. I don't want to interrupt anyone. Um, So, like... It's, I know it's like right now, like, it's not that deep. Now, what you're saying is like true in the sense of like, as far as racism goes in that topic, but I'm talking about the economy and what's going to make our government surrender to us. Isn't going to that, be. That, that's what I'm saying is it needs something beyond yeah, yeah. that. Is, but, is, yeah. is the idea of boycotting, like, okay, boycotting Amazon. Boycotting Amazon won't work for two reasons. Number one, Amazon has worked its way into the massive necessary infrastructure. There's literally people who get their life necessities from Amazon. I know most of us are getting fucking whoopee cushions and bullshit, but there's a lot of people who actually get the things they need to survive sometimes and make it through their weeks on Amazon. Amazon has made themselves a healthcare company. Yeah, but they've made themselves the cheapest, easiest option for working class people. And beyond that, even if we tanked the company... This is what capitalists do. This isn't the 30s anymore. This isn't a robber baron who runs one industry. People like Amazon are just like people like Bill Gates. These guys have diversified their wealth so much that there is not one thing you could take away from them to not make them oligarchs. You know, Bill Gates has bought up water rights for half the planet. You could Microsoft could fucking disappear in the rapture tomorrow and Bill Gates would be one of the most powerful human beings on the face of the earth. That and, that's not going to change. That's never going to change, bro. Well, like, that's what they said in France. And then they uh, built guillotines. That ain't going to change. Okay. I, I, I hate that, that, to be a dick. I hate but, to be, but like. You're not being a not dick. What change. you're doing is it's a, it's a reactionary logic that what I've experienced cannot be moved. Okay. They it, said slavery couldn't be it changed. It can't be, bro. 
it can't right, cause, be. Yeah, because we can't get rid of slavery, right? If we got rid of slavery, then what would the plantation class do? How would we get our cotton, our crops, the, the government, the economy class? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. But then we a did. lot of people that work for Amazon wouldn't consider what they're doing as slavery. They would look at that as that's a good job. No, 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 Again, no. I'm actually, talking about antebellum do. slavery. No, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a good job. It ain't a good job. I'm just saying no. like that most people that work for Amazon would be like, yeah. I get health okay. benefits. I get you, this. You, I get that. I'm like, what the fuck? You're missing my argument. I'm not talking about Amazon workers. I'm saying that argument that you're making. But that's where that, it comes from. If no, everybody stops no, showing not. up for work at okay. Amazon. Hear me out for 30 seconds. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, bro. I'm the sorry. argument that the system cannot change because it is too wealthy and embedded is one that every generation has used since the dawn of time. Again, it was literally told that the nation would collapse if we abolished slavery. Okay, it was told the nation would collapse if we allowed interracial marriage, the nation would collapse if we allowed gay marriage, the nation would every single time there's an end to an oppressive system. We can't do it because the nation will collapse. It was literally propagated throughout the entire nation that the country would fall apart if child labor ended. If we stopped letting six year olds climb through steam powered machines to fix them, that industry across America would shut down and everyone would starve to death. But we fucking saw through the bullshit and did it anyway. And that was done by workers organizing, fighting cops, and stopping the bullshit and refusing to do it. And it takes organizing and it takes mutual aid. It takes people coming together in a community fashion to feed each other, to house each other, to help each other, and to watch each other's backs during actions. And mutual aid, first aid, I mean everything. I mean, every time you have a protest that shit might get real, you have people with umbrellas, you have some people who bring water, and some people are EMTs in the back. That is what communal action is and it it's going to take it's not going to happen tomorrow you're right the systems we're talking about ending the systems of capital are deeply embedded in this nation it's not going to happen tomorrow and it's not going to fucking happen easy and it's not going to happen without pain but eventually rome will fall and the systems of capitalist country will have to go the question is when and we have to organize for it and prepare for it but the only answer is to abolish capital that is the only way this changes because everything we're talking about here is tied to capital everything i hear you yeah 100%. go ahead so, so taj i think that um sorry i'm getting feedback is it am, am i going i don't hear an echo oh okay well hit mute that'll help okay so uh so i think to your point taj there are a lot of people that work at like amazon or burger king or you know name any service industry job a lot of people you know, they're busy, they don't pay attention and they don't like have a concept of like, they've never left. Like think about all the people that live here in Ventura County that have never left Ventura County. Right. Like for them, there is like no world out. That's like their worldview. And yeah. so they have like no firsthand experience with like a culture that has social socialized medicine, right? They have no concept of what it means to like be taken care of. Yeah. And so, and so all they have is like what they see on Fox news or CNN and even on CNN, anytime a social program comes up, it's all about like, who's going to pay for that? Where are we going to get the money for that? And so, and like, that's how they think. So I think that like, what's going to have to happen is that you're going to have to start just providing people mutual aid, even if they're not like, in a position where they need it or they ask for it so that they understand that that's like there's another option like ubi right you have to like just start giving it to people 
so that they understand, wow, look at how much my life has improved. And wow, the government can do this or a group of people can do something like mutual aid and do this. Um, and I was thinking about um, uh, like a personal situation recently where this happened, where I have a friend who's food insecure, right? And she lives in Oxnard. There's food share all over the place. She doesn't drive. I said, well, why don't I pick up a food share box for you? from the church down the street from my house. They do like a drive-through thing every week. I'll pick it up, I'll drop it off. She said, great. Well, one day my dad, who's like a CNN watching, like all of it, it's always like, oh, well, you wanna feed everybody? How, how are you gonna pay for that? He went and picked up the box for me and he saw all these people and all this food. And he was like, well, if there's so much food available, why are there so many people still starving? Yeah. And it's like- almost dead. Yeah, and all of a sudden it like clicked. All of a sudden, it like all the time. everything on CNN, so close, right there. Yeah, everything on CNN, everything on Fox, though, that he like hears about, like, oh, we can't have this social program because there's no money for it or whatever. All of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like you have a, a what? What is the catch here? Like he was looking for a catch, plenty, or like plenty or, of money for that. Yeah, yeah, and there was so much food, and he's just like, well, why are there all these hungry people if if this is available, or or like why are we not just giving this to people? Like why don't people just come and get this based <laughs> food? Just come and get it, and it's like all of a sudden it clicked, and he woke up, and so I feel like. For a lot of people, you're going to have to just provide them something so that they understand. It reminds me of the accidentally left wing page when like a yeah. right winger like tries to talk shit about the left and then ends up yeah. making an anti-capitalist position. Yeah. Or like you gotta I gotta do that. Why don't you just give out free insulin? Yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. And I think that that they got very close to that happening with the stimulus checks. All of a sudden you had people that like all of a sudden they got this extra money and they were like well wait a minute yes exactly. you can just give me this money well because they were scared it's right up so quick our yeah. government was scared yeah and so oh we fucked up i think that's what you're gonna need you're gonna need to wake a lot of people up first of all and then you also in order to make that happen are gonna have to have so many people organizing um because it does require, like, like that food share example, it requires a lot of people donating. A lot of places have to donate to provide all of that. Um, and that's what we're going to need for, say, like the, say, like a, an entire block of the economy to shut down. There's so much work that would have to go in for that. So you would need a lot of support. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I think I think the stimulus check was like a prime example that like our government got scared and they just they were like, oh, shit. And see, that's what happens. Like the economy was crashing because nobody was working. Nobody was spending money. And that's pretty much what it's going to take, you know, and I'm not saying that not like rooting for Jeffrey Bezos or Elon Musk or anything. I'm just saying that like. It's, it's not going to fall because even during the pandemic, Amazon and fucking all them, their, their fucking profits went up. So it, it's just, it's like, yeah, you know, it just doesn't seem like something that can really happen unless everybody goes on strike and everybody really just says, fuck 
this. I'm leaving. I'm walking on this fucking job. You know? And that's where it starts. It's the ground level. Like, I understand everybody's, like, like perspective on it. But I'm just saying, like, from the ground level is really where the changes happen. You know what I mean? And it just, to me, it seems like most of the people that work in those places, and I've known, I know a lot of people that work in places like that. And it's like, to them, that's like the best it could get. Even if you tell them different, it's like, nah, what the fuck? You're tripping. This is, I'm making 25 an hour. I'm fucking good. I got health benefits. They're, they're not going to like go against the company that's paying them that much. Hey, um, I'd love to oops, see you later. I'd love to uh, chime in here. Um, what's up, Paradigm? Yo, what's hey. poppin'? Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know who I am, I'm the most eclectic and electric man on Twitch today. You can find me at twitch.tv slash the underscore paradigm underscore shift. Please let Twitch know to give me like my username. I hate the underscores. We talk poetry, we talk politics, we talk art, we talk bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm currently in the off season between season two and season three. If you don't know what these are and you want to find out more of the law, go check out some of the links in the description down below. If they ever get added, I don't know if he's recording this. I don't know what's happening. You can't see me? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Bro, I'm like, I'm right here. I'm in this corner. I see myself. We can't see you. Are they, are they, are they being serious? Is Are they messing yeah, with me? It, it, yeah, no, it's a black, black screen, screen, dude. It's a black yeah. screen. It's a black screen. Chat, can you see me? Yeah, they see me. What the fuck? Okay, wait, maybe it's. Maybe it's maybe it's this itself. Okay, hold on. So you just heard everything I said. And nothing yeah, else. No, we can hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's all good. Also, Ben, are How about you still there, Ben? There, there you go. go. There there you go. go. Got you now. There you go. There he is. That's crazy. It, it nothing changed for me. It was just literally the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Entrepunk. We're doing it live. Um, <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to talk about. So you. So Desmond had let me know. Um, sorry, Independent Thought had let me know that. Um, you wanted uh, just people to come on and talk about news and stuff that mattered to them, kind of keep a free-flowing conversation. Um, you got a nice little segment of my time. I can't stay here forever, obviously, but I'd love to join in. Sorry I had to introduce myself like that. It's just important that we, you know, you do it the right way. You never do it the, the rude and superficial way. This is me, normally. Um, so during the pandemic, those companies made record profits and ironically it was the government money that they received that they pretty much used for these things. We can all agree to that. Cause that's like, still nice. obvious. Um, so if, if that's, you can't, yeah, you're right. You can't go against the company that's paying you the, the, like the bread, but like, isn't that just a testament to how all money just seems to go like, did he dip? No, <laughs> I'm right here. No, I got a phone Okay, call, all so good, all good, all good, all good. Yeah, yeah. Good. I was like, because I, I wasn't no, looking no. at the screen. I don't look at the screen when I talk. <laughs> um, oh, man. No, I... <laughs> um, so, yeah, they didn't, Um, but like, it, it, that's a statement to more of how the government could fuel corporations. And like the fact that we don't ha feel like we have the power to go against the corporation. Yeah, mentioned like unless on the ground level, people all do a strike. It's like on the ground level, everyone had to strike for like at least like five days. Like it took five <laughs> days. It took, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, it really took 72 hours. It's 73 hours actually to be more exact. Um, but it took 72 hours for literally all notions of the economy to fall apart. 
Like for me, it's like economists live this lifestyle where they're always fighting a losing battle. Like, how is that a thing you study in college? You're always losing. Like you never win at this. But what I'm I'm trying to say here is is like that's that's kind of the reach of if you create a business that is involving everybody and hiring everybody, you set rules that other businesses can't set. So if you treat your workers a certain way. It's not that they don't want to go against you. It's that they don't have the means to because they've raised their standard of living so high. Oh, no job's paying $25 an hour. Got to go work for Amazon. Yeah, exactly. And the cost of living is still higher than that. So, of course, I'm not going to go against that company. They got everybody. So we're already in a problematic situation. So I lead all this to go back to just the realm of what I was hearing when I came in here. The idea of a UBI not being discussed at this moment is almost insulting because yeah. the money keeps going to the people that we, the consumers, we, the, I know somebody in here, anti-capitalist, at least like in, in some weird, tiny little do- Democrat, social Democrat form or whatever, like capitalism sucks. Yeah, Heather um, initially brought up UBI, but yeah, I think, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think pretty much all of us here have some pretty negative feelings towards capitalism. To say the least. Yeah. And like it's a forced, it's a it's a forced, very confusing argument because what we what we what we I guess assume is people power is also destroyed by the other connections that we make. Like I I play not me personally, but like I'm just giving a I play Halo and drink white claws. There's a group of people who do that. Maybe their <laughs> ideas politically are the only like you know, I debated. <laughs> I debated a fucking um uh, I, I debated live on the stream one of the capital insurrectionists and they were like yo I gotta go play Rocket League and it's like th- we don't view the world as connected as such how do you expect the ground movement to start when we're all just trying to scrape by to survive if there were people that weren't trying to survive that were leading this fight this would be a lot easier to fund yeah. Because as I've said, and as I've stated, and I love how I'm going to make this connection, because I know people be like, what the fuck is he talking about? The money that we get, that we don't work for, that we live off the government's teeth that's making us weak, go right to the corporations that they use when the tax breaks, and the circle go like that. Ironically, that's like a statement saying, wow, trickle-down economics does work. Yes, when you let the shit trickle down! Yeah. But that's socialism. But it works, because you just said it yourself. They made record profits. Okay, and we all could pay rent. Let's just do that then. Okay, I don't care anymore. Or we could just cancel rent. Like, like, yo, okay, wait, no, good point. Um, If we pay people enough, if we pay people enough that they can afford their rent, why don't we just subsidize the fucking rent? We're still giving them the same money. It's just going straight there. Oh, but that's not teaching them financial or fiscal responsibility. Who cares? They can at least think about like financial responsibility in a home. I just want four walls and some electricity. You can need a microwave, bro. Everything microwavable. Like, come on. What I don't understand is like our entire economy, literally like our entire economy is based on people spending money. But our government is fucking terrified of people having an ounce of expendable income. Because it would keep people from working. 
<laughs> who cares if Yo, all the money is going back into the economy anyways? No, I, I, I meant that like sarcastically. Like I, I didn't mean that like, <laughs> real like. But no, that's the that's the answer. That even their economic like, argument doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's crazy because it's like, like I just like my chat helped me get this chair. Like they had to pour money into my shit for me to get that, and that helps the people to build. If you just subsidize that, it's the same system. Like you could just, and I hate this. I hate this because then it gets into the argument that money. That, but like, can we all just agree before I before I say anything else? Can we? I want to hear everybody's response to this. Can we all agree that money isn't real? Fuck yeah, we can. Yeah. 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 Anybody want to put stock in that? Because like that, we're going we're yep. gonna have a fundamental issue off that. Yeah. Hundred percent. You're on it. No yeah. disagreement there. I just ben, feel Cleo, like. Do any of you guys think that money yeah. is real? <laughs> uh no i got a point for something earlier though yeah yeah let's let's hear it uh yeah i actually want to address a couple different things uh and then i want to throw it straight to proper pig because i want to hear his response on something um when i mentioned earlier and there's probably like an hour ago at this point because you know with these nine people panels it's how it is um that i thought that you know like addressing capital and some kind of a protest was the best way to go about doing things. I gave an example of Amazon, you know, everyone kind of shot it down saying it was a dumb idea, but I was basically trying to point out the fact that, you know, the people who really have the most power in the country are billionaires and just trying to find a way to make them uncomfortable because that could facilitate some kind of a change. I think uh, Pepper Pig then pointed out the fact that, you know, what we really got to do is like work more with uh, workers, you know, like, rebuilding the labor organization rebuilding like workers you know um just i guess literacy just helping them fight back against corporate corporate power a little bit more and then there were some ideas thrown around about the general strike idea and i kind of was confused by it because in my mind i'm thinking if we can't get enough people to band together to boycott a company i'm gonna get enough people to you know band together to you know essentially go on a general strike but my question to you uh, your name's lou correct i don't think yeah yeah, my question to you is, you know, I think if we're trying to build up workers in order to get to a place where they can essentially, like, I guess, go on, like, organized strikes to find a way to bring awareness to certain issues to, you know, like, bring certain sectors of the economy to a halt, how how do we get from where we're at now to that place? Like, like what what's that transition look like? Do you have an idea on that? Gotcha. All right. Thanks for that question. Um, so first off, um, a general strike, just general, like, like everybody going on strike is, um, a pipe dream. And that's even if, even if you could muster the forces for that, that's six years minimum organizing, you know, from now. And we don't have that kind of time. Um, <clears throat> but when we talk about labor, you know, I, everybody's going directly to strike. That's not the power of labor. You know, that's one of the powers of labor, but labor doesn't have to necessarily strike. Labor just has to have the ability to have that vote and then and then go march or go do something or sway their people in a certain way. You know, um, I'm working with a labor council now, or I'm, you know, getting involved with a labor council now that has a 501c5 designation. So they can actually talk to their members about politics and um, do like lobbying and stuff through their uh, through their 501c5, which you often hear about 501c3s and 501c4s. But um, but you don't have to like 
people think, oh, well, you know, my company has a thousand employees. And if we go on strike, a thousand employees have to strike. That's not how strikes work. All right. And the best example, because uh, I do need to run, but the best example that you can study is um, a place called uh, the Save Market Basket campaign. Um, anybody here heard of the Save Market Basket campaign? No? Okay. So in a nutshell, um, a chain of grocery stores in like the Northeast called Market Basket, uh, the owner, this was a job where, you know, you could get a living wage, you could work 30 years, get, you know, a pension, uh, have retirement accounts, all that stuff. Everything was good. His cousin swoops in, convinces the board, does this like hostile takeover move, gets in, starts his hedge fund deal, starts liquefying jobs, starts cutting hours, starts, you know, replacing people, starts shutting down stores, all this stuff. So the, the workers started talking to the union, um, union leaders and started learning about union organizing. And they did two things. One, they talked to, because this was a family you know, store. They talked to shoppers and had shoppers where they could boycott. All right. And the shoppers were dope because they'd go buy their groceries from someplace else. They take their receipts and they tape their receipts to the outside of the stores, of the store windows and be like, this is the money I was supposed to spend with you. I'm spending it at Walmart. Fuck you. Do your shit. The second thing that they did, because they knew that um that they could they, that even with the union they couldn't pay everybody they couldn't pay a hundred people to be out of work so what they did was they found the bottleneck all right the bottleneck was the truck drivers okay so they paid the truck drivers to stay out of work so now you got people going up showing up to work every day you know bag boys cashiers you know stockers everything everybody shows up there's no merchandise in the store. Why? Because the trucks haven't arrived. Why? Because the truckers are on strike. Everybody's on strike, but the truckers are the ones who get a paycheck, who are able to take care of their families while this thing goes on. All right. And they brought out all the stops. You know, this is going to hurt the economy. This is bad for the thing. These union bosses are, you know, corrupt and everything. But, but the Save Market campaign won. All right. So labor organizing is about finding those uh bottlenecks and exploiting them and our economy has tons of bottlenecks almost every you know what we're what we're seeing now logistics supply chains <laughs> one boat stuck in the suez canal or where the fuck out the panama canal fucked up you know billions of dollars of revenue and fucking for... marx called that in the communist manifesto <clears throat> in the 1850s there you go all right so you find those bottlenecks and you exploit them that yep. takes high level organizing and it takes the chops that really only uh, large labor unions have at this point. All right. This isn't mom and pop. This isn't my local, you know, I'm just going to go and organize my neighborhood. You need uh, big labor to jump on board. And that's what big labor is doing right now. The AFL-CIO right now is gearing up for um, massive campaigns between now and the 24 election. So uh, so this is in the works. Can we do it fast enough is the real question that, to my mind. Anyway, thank you for the question. It's been great seeing you all. Um, Matt, get me on your show. <laughs> okay. 
Awesome. All right. Thank you. One hundred percent. I'm surprised Chris hasn't gotten you on sooner. To be honest, I'm gonna bitch at him later for that. Yeah, awesome. I already reached out to them for you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, right. actually, before you run, can I recruit you onto my show? Fuck yeah. I'm gonna send I you a all DM. Kind of stuff. All right. Hell yeah. I'm on um, Instagram. Uh, oh, also, if you're watching this out there in audience land, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Prepper Pig. You can find me on YouTube at Prepper Pig. And you can find me on Patreon and support the work that um, that we do here all on Prepper Pig, where I teach organizing, economics, and uh, neat stuff like how to set up rain barrels and get your own free water. All right. I will talk to y'all later. Bye, everybody. Peace out, brother. Thanks again for coming on. Too fucking based, bro. So based. What's up, Ben? Uh, what up? Wait, I'm not Ben. Okay, now that now that he's <laughs> now that now that he's left, I just want to say, um, I have a chatter wait, in here. Wait, Ben um, needs to talk. Oh, go his ahead. His hand is raised. Yeah, and he hasn't oh, talked sorry. at all the entire panel. Wait, really? No. How late am I? I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> ben, are you there? I see his hand raised. I don't see somebody. Oh, I see Ben. Okay, that's what it is. I see Ben. Uh, I I guess not. Sorry. Go ahead, Paradigm. Hello. Oh no, sorry about that. I was mute. I was muted. Bro. What's up, man? Are you there? Did, did you go on mute again? Through. I don't know if he went on. Mike is on. Try talking again. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, okay, we can hear you. Hello again. I think, I don't know, maybe his internet's a little bit choppy because I can hear I you. Yes, um, start. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, is it working now? Yes. Hello, hello. Okay. We could we could hear you. Not sure what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, Ben's in the background. I, I think he's I, having some internet issues. Let somebody else go while he's figuring it out. Okay. Yeah, I think I thought I heard something in the background, but I guess not. Um, Leo, Leo, thank you for joining. Thanks for you. having me. Happy early birthday. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. You oh, yeah. I also wanted to mention oh. that we're in Leo season now. So happy fucking July 23rd to any uh, fire fans <laughs> out there. Yes. Fire energy. Really? Tosh, you're in the background. Wait, me? No, I was talking to Taj, but I guess he just turned oh, okay. off the camera, so fuck me. Wait, what happened? <laughs> I was asking who's in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah.
Oh, that's my dad. Uh, oh, okay. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, what's up? Who's Jordan? This dude right here in the in the uh. Hey, what's up, Jordan? Right here, yeah. What's up, man? That's Jordan. <laughs> Man, I mean, somebody on a camera pull up and be like, yo, who's Jordan? Oh, shit. <laughs> Copy, it's him right there. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I know there's small-ass little screens, so. Uh, just try uh, rejoining. Me? Yeah, he's got a bad internet connection. He linked something. Oh, Sorry, all my connection's yeah. fading. Yeah, so yeah, just rejoin. I already have the thing yeah, I've already I've already had a podcast with him on here, so he knows the routine. Why? He he not he not one of them new ones. I He's been super fucking dope. He's a um ecology instructor. Um he teaches Tantra meditation. Did you say he was an economy instructor? Ecology. Oh, ecology. Oh, if you said economy, I was gonna be like, oh I'm roasting the shit out of him. I don't care. <laughs> That's not my style, bro. <laughs> Why I'm would I have one like no, pro-capitalist like, on the show? <laughs> I'm into like the forest hello, and, hello. and all just, that stuff. I, I just refreshed the page. I don't know if anyone can hear me now. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you're yeah, good. Yeah, you're good. Awesome, awesome. All right, oh, yeah, if you don't mind, I would. <laughs> Fuck, I yeah. think it's really too soon. Yo, he had it, bro. Yeah. I need to just now. Now you know it's one of them situations where like I'm 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 bought in now. Like now I gotta hear what you gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody else have any points that they want to make before we like change the subject or whatever? I would uh, like to know what the hell. Like, how did we get here? Somebody give me a plot recap. Uh, this only was two topics so far. Honestly, they just took an hour each. <laughs> yeah. It tends to be how it yeah. I even heard it. I don't know. I'm so we started off talking about civil disobedience, oh. uh, whether or not you should block traffic. And then yeah, I think I, I pivoted that conversation saying that the better idea was to was to um, protest capital. And then we got to this. So then here, that's it. <laughs> Yo, OK, so let's let's go in the wild. Let's go on a wild tangent because fuck it. Uh, I'm no longer I'm no longer. Um, I'm no longer I'm in the middle of my seasons. I just I don't know how to say this to a group of adults seriously without like explaining everything and I don't want to do that right now. Um I think we should abolish like I think we should abolish the 9 to 5 work week. I think that people should be paid to consume. Um if you're going to build a system of capitalism where in the greatest winners are people who buy your product the most because oh, oh, pull yourself up on the bootstraps. Right, like at this point with the way of the modernization of society and how like I, I like I welcome the microchips. I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't want my brain to be a supercomputer. Like the fact that I can think of if I can have reasons. enough a hundred reasons why. Like I mean okay. maybe not a hundred. I can think of a few so, though, so, for sure. So so we, sure. everything I'm saying right now is not in the realm of of like who's in like reality. I mean like in a perfect world the way things would be moving forward like I would welcome biological enhancements. I can't get that because people still believe in God. You see where I'm going with it? Like we can't, we're colonizing different planets. We should abolish the, the the form of necessary capital. I do not think that an electrician would would want to give up his job if he knew that people were getting paid like their rent. 
and he just makes more money because we freed up a bunch of capital um, by asserting a certain class of people. I think that people should be not only paid to consume, but paid to create. Everybody here feels like a content creator in some form or fashion. I hate that fucking word. We're all artists. Let's get that fucking straight. We're artists. They're like, and I don't play with your don't play with your talent. There's a reason why us six are here right now. Anyway, like, if you can prove like the same way they make people prove their income for food stamps, if you can prove that you create shit five days a week, yeah, okay, you're on this stipend program now. You get paid before the company even touches their profits. More people doing that, more people streaming. More people streaming, more ad revenue. More ad revenue, more affiliates in the program. More people able to make more money. More money that goes into gifting other streamers. Streamers are doing big community giveaways. 100 people all gifting 100 subs to each of their favorite streamers. Everybody making money. Twitch get a 50% cut of that. Record profits. Like, why not? Bezos buys another yacht. All can good. I, can I just say something? So, like, I know, like, I know, there's a lot of people in here that are like a lot smarter than me in the sense of like, <laughs> don't say that, don't say no, that. No, no, I'm just saying, like, everybody in here has been like, damn. I'm like, fuck, I, I can't even keep up with this shit. But like, at the same time, what I was trying to say in the very beginning, and like, what what I what I was saying and what started the whole shit was like me saying that locking traffic on freeways is counterproductive because it is blocking the working class from getting to where they need to go. And like, I know me, you know, I fucking dude, I work, you know what I mean? I have to work and fucking pay bills and I got shit to do, you know? And I know a lot of people are in that same fucking boat. So it's like, when you block traffic, it's like you're blocking people from getting to where they need to go. Yeah, it might open their minds, you know, in, in a certain way, but like at the same time, it might be like, fuck, I don't want to fucking, like, I don't care what the fuck you're over here protesting. Like, I need to get home and feed my kid. Can I Can I both agree and disagree with you? Yeah. Okay, so That's I'm what everyone's disagree. been doing the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's fine, yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. I, I think that your point is valid. Let's go, Let me start there. Like, what I'm saying by agree and disagree is, like, I'm going to both be empathetic to the cause and then also, like, like really, like, because I think you've said it already. I'm just retreading your words. Um... I disagree in the form that if we have, if there's, it's hard enough to organize and protest a cause that isn't already like threatening people's livelihoods, threatening people's existences, like the abortion ban that uh, kicked in, the, the reversal of Roe v. Wade, blah, big issues, Black Lives Matter, like at some point, like your job just, I like, I, and that's where I start to agree with you. See, this is where I like go into it. Like, I'm going to say your job, your certain level of standard of living is not as important as everyone recognizing this global phenomenon. But you could also have targeted that at like, yo, if this is really the way it's going to be, we're going to jam up DC. And then this goes into what the other guy said. Yo, we're going to jam up. Yo, they're shooting black people. Okay, every truck that goes to... Uh, a suburban town that ships out goods that should be meant for the inner poor city. We block that road. Like you could target it. That makes sense. So I kind of both like, like there are causes to it that I would say would be good enough. But I also agree in the sense that like, not everyone can care when you're literally blocking somebody who might have like a baby at home that they left. I was left home like as an eight year old and I ended up leaving the house because I wanted to share my resident evil <laughs> fucking yeah. game guide with everybody. Got caught up in the ACS case. Luckily, it got re reversed. They, you know, they understood my dad was working. He was supposed to stay in the home. But that's what I was taught as a kid. You know, stay your ass aside. If I leave you home, leave you home. I got curious one day. 
like if that was a situation where yo i'm caught in traffic because of a protest who knows yeah. what happens to that kid like you got to think about that so i do that's, agree that's that the really. thing that i was saying because i was involved in a lot of those protests like i was going and blocking traffic and shit and i was like yeah fuck yeah you know we got everybody on board like you know and so some dude like bunch of people got out of their car and came up and we're like oh you know like I got a fucking kid at home. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is bullshit. I got to go feed my kid, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck. And then I started thinking about it completely different from how, like, everybody, like, I thought about it completely different from that point because it's like, fuck, we're over here preventing kids getting fed. You know, we're, and it's not like, I know we're not doing the worst thing in the fucking world. Like, we're over here spreading a good message, but it's just being spread in the wrong way. And that's all I was fucking saying. Oh, like, okay. I see where everybody found the issue with your statement. Then <laughs> I can you see, see what right I'm saying. There. Like, um, because at th then there's a maximization of okay. What I ask is, what is the end goal of a protest? Yeah. Like, what is the what is the end goal of a protest? And I think that's where people probably felt like a because I wasn't here. Um, people probably felt like a little bit of an issue because like the idea of Black Lives Matter as a protest is to end the state-sanctioned violence of or the of the unarmed like the killing of unarmed black men or even armed black men just like stop thinking of black people as a threat really threatens the foundation of like a lot of institutions so at that point i'm gonna like wade in and be like yeah maybe we should like cause a little like ground violence like hey maybe you should be upset that your dog didn't get fed and is now have needs dialysis like i don't want to get to that point and say it literally but like at this stage now with the rising of the alt-right in america and like the clear and present danger to democracy that everybody loves the quote from sinclair broadcast like who's really like suffering here now yeah, i gotta really no, ask that no question. no i i hear what you're saying but i also think about like the kids that are at home that aren't getting fed that didn't have babysitters because they didn't have money for childcare. And then it's like, okay, so these people, these people left their kids at home and they didn't have money for childcare because they go to work every fucking day and they can't afford to pay that shit. So they left them at home with, you know, whoever. So it, it's just like the neighbors maybe or whatever, you know what I mean? And you don't know their situation. So it's like, you kind of look like the protest is great and you have a good message, you know what I mean? But what's the repercussions of blocking traffic on the freeway what's okay the repercussions? I and i'm not talking about yeah, a suburban like thousand oaks or camarillo where oh, it's, it's a it's a big you know like income city i'm talking about places where it's a low income fucking city where people right, are poor. ben ben reconnected so i actually want to i want to hear what his point is <clears throat> should be able to hear you now Okay, how's that? Am I coming through now? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, great. I think what it was was that I was switching apps to read the article, and so I'm gonna I just pasted the the article into the chat so that the 
the window stays open um and maybe that was what it was but uh yeah thank you for bearing with me and if i and and if if my um connection starts fading hopefully i can get through this really quick and it'll just be food for thought but it is that uh italian factory workers have launched a strike after a man died while working at an automotive manufacturing plant outside turin on thursday the man 61 fell unconscious and hit his head while performing routine tasks according to la stampa news daily efforts by colleagues to revive him with a defibrillator were unsuccessful the official cause of death is currently being investigated by police but with temperatures pushing 40 degrees celsius in parts of the country heat exhaustion is is thought likely to be responsible factory workers from the local area organized an eight-hour picket on friday outside the dana grazzanio plant in rivoli where that man worked, where the man worked. Italy is in the midst of a scorching mid-July heat wave and most factories do not have air conditioning systems. From the FIOM CGIL Metal Workers Union say they have recently received multiple reports of factory temperatures reaching over 35 degrees Celsius in the Piedmont area. Yeah, and it, it goes on, but basically uh, I, I was astounded when, when I found that the only regulation protecting from temperature was that they said that there should be a, a an approximately a seven degree difference in indoor from outdoor temperature and they're going to have to adjust that as we go into these uh, the 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 high higher temperatures with these heat waves so i thought i would share that and hopefully um yeah people um take that and and put that in their pipe and smoke it hmm. Yeah, you're 100% hitting on the intersectionality of the working class struggle as it relates to the rapidly um, expanding ecological crisis of climate change. And that's what I was uh, thinking about was that with the heat wave, I just saw that in New South Wales, a, a scientist was like testifying uh before some committee and said that at the at the current situation with the climate uh humans are not going to survive beyond 2100 that's that's 88 that's not even 80 years that's 78 years from now and so i think that that article is a really good point because when i start to like think about what is going to get people to start like understanding like that they need to start taking action against some of these things is when it starts affecting them right um and especially if you're a conservative you don't give a fuck about anything mm -hmm. until it directly impacts you or your family yeah exactly uh and i think that uh we see that with the both pandemics now people are starting to sort of wake up to oh well shit like i'm having to go to work and fucking get really sick and you know i'm bringing home this fucking disease and killing one of my family members with it like why am i having to go to work in this shit you know for 15 dollars an hour is this worth it or having to go to work in a heat wave like that i mean that's that's totally inexcusable and it, i think that now that these and and all these issues are related to the climate like the co like the pandemic even monkeypox it's all related to the climate and it's starting to affect people, you know? And um, I think 
when it starts to affect them more, then they start to, you know, wake up and, and maybe do something about it. The question is, will it do enough? Or will is it, it be normal time? for California to have monsoon weather? Well, the last few years. Because I don't remember, like, the Bay Area having thunderstorms. Because, like, I, I've been to Chicago, and I remember it was, like, really, like, it felt just like this. Like, moist, <coughs> humid. Like, you walk outside, and you're just wet already because of the fucking weather. This is, like, not normal for California. In my opinion, I don't know. I don't know. I've lived here my whole life, so. Okay, so here's what's strange, and I'm going to do this because it's funny to watch people's reactions to this, and this is what I do. Desmond, Heather, uh, 805, you know, you already know the deal. You already know I do this. Um, Cleo, I got a question for you. Okay, go. You're not going to have them nice-ass nails and sit there doing nothing, ladies. Here we go. I apologize if you do not identify that way. Um, Excuse me. Is what you just heard, does it feel like a scene out 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 of the movie The Day After Tomorrow? I haven't seen that movie. Ah, now I can't do the thing. All right. Uh, Anyway, it was like, you know, Doomsday. It's your regular 2012. You see the movie 2012? No. Oh, okay. I guess I have to go outside. Um, (laughs) At this point. um, Bro, that movie is crazy. Yeah. It just sounds like I have homework to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's me. Giving out the homework. Um, So... In these post-apocalyptic scenes, that were they were saying the exact same lines. They were yeah, like, they "This weather." British media after this. <laughs> exactly. Um, they were like, "Yo, um, it's these are record temperatures for California. We're seeing a drought like we've never seen before. Um, certain areas are getting thunderstorms and tornadoes that have never seen them before in their existence as we formed as a nation ever since weather was being kept. We're living in that time now. Yeah. Does I have this question I pose to you? Does that reasoning alone that you've heard it confirmed from one person here and it's a movie plot, just random, you know, B-movie shit. Does that trump anyone's desire to live a normal life? Does that cause and fighting to fix that cause trump any person's desire to live a normal day? We'll call it that. Like, is it okay to interrupt someone's day if we could interrupt? No, that's making me force the answer. I'm sorry. Um, is it okay to interrupt someone's day for a cause that massive? That's directed to Cleo, correct? Yes. Oh, okay. um, as far as interrupting their day, I would say no, but I think that that's where activism needs to come into play. And necessarily blocking off freeways and highways is not the answer directly, but having workshops and committees and to start implementing plans at like government levels, like within your local governments is the first steps to change. Causing, I mean, bringing awareness to it and not disrupting anybody else's regular day-to-day work life. Okay, Um, a piece of the polar ice caps is meant to melt in the next six years. We've got six years to do what you just said. Can I just can I just say something? So I feel like 80% of America is stupid. And uh, like... You just said, I said 70 earlier. Oh, we went up by 10? Oh, shit. 
I'm just saying, no, I'm not, I'm not that smart. Like I'm kind of stupid. You know what I mean? I'm going to be real. Like I'm kind of dumb, but like at the end of the day, like 80% is like dumber than me. So I think, I mean, but like at the end of the day, I know for a fact that like most people don't care. Like they're going to be on the freeway and getting blocked in traffic and it doesn't matter what the cause is. It's just, they're going to be like, fuck again. Like I'm over here trying to get home and that's their mentality. Like that's literally the way they think. Now I might be like, you know what? I, I fuck with what this fucking people are standing for. I fuck with that shit. You know what I mean? But like 80% of the other people in traffic are going to be like, get the fuck out. Stop fucking getting out of your car. I need to go home. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's, that's it. And it's okay, sucks. So I hate I, that that's the truth. No, no, no. Right, no, no, no. I gotta, right, go to, I gotta go to Heather and oh, then yeah, Desmond because okay. they raised their hands. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know you could raise your hand here. Oh my God. Well, I've just been interrupting. I'm sorry. I want to answer Paradigm's question too because I was thinking about that video I was talking about from that scientist in New South Wales. Okay. She said, Humanity is not going to survive. This will be like a, an extinction event in 2100. Now, that's 78 years from now. I have a five-year-old, so he will be 83 years old when humanity is expected to no longer be able to survive these conditions. Okay, so he could still be alive. I mean, he could still, this could be in my son's lifetime. So <coughs> very, very respectfully, I don't think that that there's time to wait anymore for all these fucking committees and bureaucratic fucking studies and the president you know, has directed so-and-so to look into a possible solution we could maybe implement after, you know, like eight fucking years. There's no fucking time. 78 years is like nothing. Climate change? What's that? More money for Ukraine? Are you telling yeah. me we need yeah, right. more money for Ukraine? And so in answer to like paradigms, what paradigm just posed is like, like, I don't think, I think there are more like, we have to take more urgent action, right? There are, there are going to have to be more drastic things that happen now because 78 years is not a long time. And we, and we see how long the government, look at what they did with Roe. They had 50 years and they did nothing. 78 years is not much longer. And then it's done. So that's I that's I my... honestly agree with you. I agree with both of you. Like honestly, I, I really do. I, I'm not I don't disagree with Paradigm or you and like I'm uh, like seriously like I fucking agree with you and I understand like your way of thinking and I fucking Des get Desmond it. has a point too, Taj. Oh, my bad. I don't want to interrupt anybody. All good. Um I know he's about to I, leave too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna make one final thing. you know, when I hear this conversation, it just it just feels like it's um it's missing something and what i mean by that is like i think most people understand that climate change is isn't is a big deal you know maybe the degree to which you think that might vary on a scale but most people think about it in some way shape or fashion and when i say most people i should probably preface that with saying most people who might find themselves like in the center or on the left because most people on the right don't currently feel that way, which is, I think, a testament to the power of the right-wing propaganda machine, which is something I just talked about on uh, Erica's podcast 
Erica's podcast, Co uh, Cocktails and Capitalism. We just had a whole conversation on this. Like they spend a relentless amount of time telling people that it's not that big of a deal. I was in a sports related podcast like a few weeks ago with a guy who I know is a Republican. And we briefly talked about politics for like a few minutes. And in that time, he made a comment about like, well, if climate change was real, why did Obama just buy beachfront property? And it's, I didn't respond to it in the moment, but it's comments like that that I know that are probably on the minds of like millions of people because of how prevalent and how pervasive like right-wing propaganda can be. And so my thoughts when it comes to this climate change conversation is like, how do we destroy that narrative and, and just bury it into the ground? Because there's so much disinformation out there. There's so much misinformation out there. I mean, that's why you don't really don't get any traction. Whenever America's like divided generally, it makes things harder in order to get anywhere. You know, but just because people are united doesn't mean we're going to get somewhere, but that's probably the best place to start. And frankly, as far as like the 50 years to get Roe thing uh, was, was just mentioned there, Heather, you know, the government, I mean, this is a different conversation in general, but the government had many, many reasons why they didn't want to codify Roe. I mean, it's been such a great fundraising opportunity for them over the years. They had no financial reason for codifying Roe, which is the only thing that ever works in Washington is the financial you know, aspect to it. If there was no financial reason to do it, they weren't going to do it. They don't care about human rights. These people are monsters. What are you talking about? Human rights? They don't care about that shit. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say about that. I, I think when it just comes to this, my final thing is like, if we're going to talk about climate change, we're going to talk about how we reach people who currently don't give a shit because that's the, that's the fight that we're in right now. People don't take it seriously. They're like, well, I'm not burning, so why do I care? Yeah, and that's that, kind of my point. That, that's why I was sorry. That's why I was like, we got to get to the UK after this, please. We got to get to the UK. We're going to the UK. No, we're going to talk about the UK heat wave and the British media and don't look up. Oh, heard you. Let's go. <laughs> um, okay. So I'll make this fucking quick. Um, so I think that's where, that's why I posed that question. And I posed it to Cleo because it felt like, like, I felt like they deserve a spotlight, you know, because everybody deserves a spotlight. I'm going to ask you all questions, but I felt like I was talking but, already. Um, on that note, I'm actually going to get out of here, y'all. I got to get going, but it was good seeing everybody. I did, and I will see y'all hopefully in another panel soon. Join us do this again sometime. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks again for joining. Have a good rest of your night, Desmond. Later, man. See y'all. See you, thought. I don't know, Paradigm, that felt a little personal. Nah, I, I mean that. See, that's the thing about me that's different from a lot of these people, these internet personalities. I mean that shit with my heart. Like, I felt like you weren't talking a little. I Based on, like, I was dominating the conversation. And I was like, hey, like, I see you down there ready to have a thought. Like, let me give you the spotlight. Everybody deserves their chance. I know I talk a lot, and I apologize. Just trying to bring like, you into the conversation. Yeah. Trying to offend you. No, I'm sorry if it felt that way. I know most people here are very, like, I'm aggy, aggy. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm making sure, bro. Like... I don't know what's popping. I just want to make sure everybody good. Like, I can do banter, too. I have people I have beef with. Like, I hate people. I hate everybody, yo. What are you talking about? Like? <laughs> but, no, yeah, I think that's that's what – Um, sorry. That's, that's why people were, like, the idea of the concerns of the people at the protest. It's like, at some point, it just becomes your concern anyway. And if you ignore it, you're going to just, what, not look up? Look at that transition! Let's go! <laughs> now go into it. Now do your thing. <laughs> okay, Heather, I feel like you would be great at, like, setting this up. So the other day in the UK, they had a major heat wave, like, back-to-back -back days where it was over 100 degrees. 
And like three months prior to this heat wave, you had a bunch of clips of the British media just downplaying this. And how mm-hmm. ridiculous was this? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think I I think I sent you guys that, or maybe you or like I think we like all of us sent it at some point. That clip of like that meteorologist is like like no really this is very serious it's going to be very hot people need to like be taking shelter and they need to be like drinking yeah, you know stay home stay. and scientists are like talking about and then and the whatever like the anchor she's like i'm tired like, of all the bbc like, scientist yeah. doomsdayers she goes she goes i just want to isn't this a good thing isn't a hot day a good thing and it was like hasn't oh, haven't we always had hot weather <laughs> And it was just, it was like, it was like straight out of that movie, you know? And, and that clip went viral where they had the clip of the movie and then the clip of the, of, you know, that, that interview in the UK. And I think that happened with COVID too, like a month ago, they had a clip of, from the movie, the same segment. And then another clip with the, you know, the same thing where like a scientist is literally like telling you, no, you need to pay attention. And this anchor is just like, oh, but let's, let's have some positive news. Why do you always have to be such a downer? Yeah. I'm so glad that went viral. And uh, like, what the fuck? And, uh, and the, oh my God, can we just like talk about for a second, how horrible the media is at covering climate change? Yeah, like yeah. whenever we have just an astronomically abnormal hot day, whether it's Southern California, whether it's New York, what do they do? They just show like kids playing in a fountain. They yeah. just show like people eating ice cream. Ice cream. It was a hot day today, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, the streets park. of New York were hand. open today as record as record temperatures reach a hundred and four. Ladies and gentlemen, it was crazy out there today. We wanted to interview some of the people who decided to party out here, and I'm watching people. Let's be happy about it. Everybody's having fun. You have to, though. And you have to, but you have to look at like why they do that, right? Like, look at, look at like again, like to bring up my kids. Because I have an eighteen-year-old. I have an eighteen-year-old, and she looks at the situation with the climate, and she's like, "I'm not going to college. I'm not going to work. I'm going to stay home, and I'm going to learn how to farm, and I'm going to learn how to like survive so that I can keep the rest of you people alive." Look at college uh, admissions. They've dropped considerably because you have younger generations who are looking at this and they're like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to I'm not going to go into this economy. I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to go get a job. I'm going to learn to survive. If the media does not uh, if the media does not portray it as being like, okay, and happy fun times and ice cream and, you know, day at the beach and shit people start to feel hopeless, right? And then they stop giving into that, you know, system, the system of co- college and work and sitting on the freeway for an hour because there's a protest trying to get you to wake up. Well, yeah, no one wants to do that anymore. No one wants to fucking go to work. Fuck that shit. Fuck work. Yeah. Like, that, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's just so I mean, goddamn annoying it's but like, that's but that's why they do that they do that intentionally because people want to hear happy news because if they don't feel happy news they start to feel hopeless right. and then when they and then when they're hopeless they don't spend money 
They don't, you know, if you start farming in your backyard, like I just said, my daughter, she's like, I'm going to learn to farm. That's what I'm going to do this semester. Yeah. Like so, how many of you guys know what's going on in Sri Lanka? Oh yeah. Okay. But the, okay. But that's only because oh, yeah. all of us closely follow politics. Like yeah. you don't hear a fucking, yeah, nobody knows that on the yeah. media. That's a major international. When it story. comes to politics, I'm out the loop, bro. Like I've been out the loop for the past fucking year, bro. Like I, can't I can't handle it anymore. Okay, so Taj, you're Can actually you you're actually an example of what I'm talking about. Then people that don't yeah. know what's going on because yeah. the media isn't talking about this major story. Basically, Sri Lanka's government has completely broken down. It's a failed state at this point. People can't feed themselves at all. People can't clothe themselves. They've ran out of fuel in the country, and it was to the point where, like, a million people stormed the president's fucking palace. Like, in this motherfucker's house, in his office, swimming in his pool. Like, chased this dude to the point where he was scared for his life. He had to leave the country. And then now, like, a week or so has passed by. And now he's the president again. The same return guy. So the, the country is completely unstable. You haven't heard shit about this in the media. That's a fucking massive international story. And, like, what, what the fuck? But... <laughs> It's it's asinine, really. Well, again, because then people are going to start questioning their own circumstance, their own government. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't can't be doing that. You know, you know what? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Your name is Taj. Yeah. Um. Do you like what type of music? Do you like? Uh man, I like all types of music. This dude's actually a musician. But yeah, I'm a musician. That's a good. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just it's just like because I, I wanted to give you a little bit of a prop. Um, I think, and I know this is so counterproductive to my brand. Oh my god, they're gonna clip this out of existence and bury me with this. I don't think politics is important enough for the everyday person to care about it. It affects them in the way that like we're not doing anything about climate change and they're all gonna like probably have a really miserable existence, you know. But at the same time, I do need people to at least keep shit functioning like i need at least people to to have some form of yo there's some type of beauty in the existence that i perceived and if i die today that's fine i need people to have that so i was wondering like what do you do like to be able to keep your head out of it and it's like i smoke weed and i do music i do music too i understand that i feel that uh there's nothing else to it i just want to give you props for that because it's like some people be like, I'm out of the loop, but all I do is play COD. Like, you create things, and that's cool. And so, yeah, so you, I'll let Taj respond to that. And then I'd also like Ben to chime in because Ben actually teaches meditation and Tantra. And I feel like he would have a lot to say in terms of like mental health and everything that relates to your question. Yeah. Oh, sure. That's it. Taj, you uh, someone else going to go ahead? Yeah, Taj first, and then I'd like you to speak, Ben, after Taj. Okay, sure. Yeah, my bad. Um, so, yeah, like, I try to incorporate, like, some politics in my lyrics and shit. Like, so I try to, like, make it semi, you know, not all political, but, like, I try to incorporate it a little bit. But, um, like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I think people, everyone has lost hope, bro. Like at the end of the day, I know that sounds fucking grim and dark. And like, I know no one wants to hear that, but like, 
a majority of the people that like, you know, I've talked to just in general, just like my friends and just people that like I grew up around and a lot of them are, I've tried to tell them like these things like, Oh, fucking stimulus. You don't think they got more money for it. It's like, this, this is the way it's always going to be. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Like nothing can be done about it. And it's just like, that's the way like 90% of people really honestly, truthfully think. And so, yeah, waking them up is good, but it's like, fuck, man, like you can't really wake people up that don't really want to be woken up, bro. Okay, so this is the fucking, <laughs> this is the fucking, oh my God. Now it I, always ends here, bro. It always, no, 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 no. It's the Matrix thing. It's just, that's the, that's the pun. It's the like, yeah, you really can't because like, what would you do with them once they, they get the message? Like, you got to have a next plan. You got to be ready to like, all right, we're pulling you out of the VAT chamber. We're going to put you on a ship. We're going to explain it to you, download you, plug you in. You think they could have done what they did with Neo for like, a hundred thousand people a day they don't got no infrastructure for that like you can't just pull the plug at any point they die if you don't if they're not ready at a cell phone like at a, at a pay phone yeah no um absolutely agree here's my thing though and i'm saying this to you personally not as the paradigm shift to guest because that's what your name is over here it's guest to me um I'm saying this as Marquise. <laughs> yes. I'm saying this as Marquise to you. I'm just a I'm... guest, Jordan. What the fuck? <laughs> I think you got to put your name in when you when you. Yeah, it lets you add your name, motherfucker. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna change that. I don't know how. I've always said like I would love to run for president. I would love to be. A... I'm gonna change that. Personally, I'm gonna die behind that that line. Martin Luther King had a thing, and I've watched civil leaders all my life have just get close enough to make the point valid. I'm gonna give material results. I'm gonna roll up in the White House and I'm gonna be like, yo, look, I'm not here for the, I'm not here for the, I'm not here for the whatever political game you want, whatever. I'm here to pass six things and I'm out, I'm done. Like, don't talk to me, I don't care about y'all, like, good luck. I'm here to, you, you, you gotta give people material, why would I do that to myself? You gotta give people material results. That's the only way that people listen. And that's why I agree with you and like, people don't care because if they care, then they have to do something and people don't have time to do shit. I got three kids. I got college. I got, I'm trying to be better for myself. My dad's a drunk. Uh, my mom literally left us and like, I have no support system. I got to get this money. I got to get this paper. All of that is states is state sanctioned violence. The system and I, and I mean this to swear to God, you're going to hate me because everybody hates me when I do this. Monopoly. There is no buyback system. You lose when you run out of money. You don't get back in the game. So people are playing on their last role all the time. And I mean everyone from people who make no dollars a month to people at like maybe 40, 50 grand. That's a huge yeah. sector of the world right now. All of that could be fixed if somebody wanted to. I got to be that person because you're right. Ain't nobody doing it now. We could do it. We could do it right now. Yo, tomorrow we could wake up and this shit could be Christmas. I, <coughs> I, I plan these logistics. There's a 400-page book of shit that I'm talking about or just this one idea sitting right there. I'm going to be that person because I feel like nobody else. Like Bernie Sanders was close, but it's like it's half package. Like if we want to do good, I really genuinely believe that the people here want to do good. 
if we want to do good, we got to give people material results now. They tired of hearing about Karl Marx in theory and like they, yo, the government was giving out $1,400 checks. People was making record profits. I will give the corporations record profits. I was able to live though. That's fine. If that's how capitalism works from now on, where people have a stability point where they can then become that next person as things change and we need different things, sure. But right now, nobody could play the game. So why should they care? How are we going to fix climate change? Everybody leave your cars on the road. Well, that's a risky bet, right? Leave them on the road and absolutely jam all it. What's the infrastructure to get rid of a car on the road? Oh, now you got to do it. You got to hire a bunch of people. Oh, so you mean that there are ways that, oh, what if we all took a bus? Then the protest happened and everybody on the bus, we gave the bus a lane to pass. Now you just got rid of 50 people who can all see a message while you still blocking four lanes of traffic. Yeah, shit goes slow, but most people ain't driving their own cars because we left them all in a row. See, we could do shit, but material results make them cry. I think, um, who was it, Prepper Pig? Yep. Think so. Um, had it perfectly right. You could strong chokehold the systems that can afford it. Because yep. at this point, like, yeah, the normal person, and that's why I was saying I agree with you, they shouldn't care. They shouldn't care. They don't have to. Because there should be somebody who does care who can give them something. That's going to be me at twitch.tv slash the underscore paradigm underscore ship. I don't know how I'm going to take it from Twitch to the White House, but we on the road. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> That's all good. I gotta I go. To, I wanted I, to go I, to Ben. Oh, my bad. Yeah, because I I meant to go to him after uh, Taj, but I also wanted to let you respond, Paradigm. Um, Ben, are you are you still there? Did you want to respond to the question that I had for you? I don't know if you remember what it was. Basically, I wanted to ask how. Yeah, you, yeah. You okay? Do you remember the question? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Thoughts on meditation. Yeah, I wanted mental to basically ask and, uh, about balancing uh, following politics and mental health. Right. Well, um, yeah, something that comes to mind that's very practical is um, examining the sort of um, the friction that, that comes up when you have a very adversarial, antagonistic relationship with people of, of opposing ideologies. And um it makes it very divisive and, and very dehumanizing. And it's it's difficult to um, zoom out from a, what you might call an astral perspective and see the the interconnectedness, the the that the idea, the notion, if you will, that we're we're really interwoven consciousness within a greater we're like drops in the ocean of consciousness. And that I mean some people would make the spiritual axiom that uh that it's it's a it's a it's a lack of compassion and empathy that's behind pretty much all conflicts right of human conflicts um that's and i i I tend to agree with that but the hard part the hardest part is that when you were um having to go and do real world real battle with the state with your enemies um whether you started it or you're finishing it um the reality is that it gets very difficult to um, to maintain that vibration of compassion and empathy, despite what could be happening tactically. And there is an interesting technique that I've learned that I've applied that gives a sort of universal blanket blessing to all beings, all life, and and all people, no matter what, no matter what ignorance 
or malice they're they're sort of stuck in that's coming out and 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 manifesting as as your enemy and so it's um and that, it's an adaptation of what's called the twin hearts meditation that was um that was established or or kind of um really really worked out uh in practice clinically by the pranic healing methodology which is it's just like to me it's like bruce lee's Tao of G, it's like bruce lee's jeet kundo for the healing arts what bruce lee did for the healing arts is what master choa Koksui uh established with the pranic healing system so it's worth researching that that system um in its own right but it's a much longer meditation it's generally about 20 minutes and it involves a lot of nuance but i have for my own like spiritual first aid um combative tactic to get through life in these times i've really condensed it down to just a couple of lines almost like a little mantra or like almost like a little haiku but it's memorable and and it works and i will just say if if i may i will share that right now it's very quick and it's not too woo woo and you don't have to subscribe to any um religious you know tradition if we can agree that the word divine is acceptable in this conversation and if 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 there's anyone who yeah i think like we just wanted to say something real quick something else but so what did you raise did you raise your hand cleo no i was swiping away a notification <laughs> okay. sorry my bad sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you tantra yeah i think everybody's good with that okay cool so yeah divine feminine divine masculine divine all the above and much more um here if we can yeah if we can use that term i'm gonna i'm gonna just um ask you all to just relax and if you feel comfortable close your eyes and get as comfortable as you can take some nice deep breaths uh if it's comfortable in through the nose out through the mouth and we don't have to get really tightly synchronized on anything but it's just a nice relaxed place to to kind of own your inner desktop a little bit and kind of like close some inner tabs, you know, if you will. And, uh, and I will say though, um, this is for adults only. It's not extremely wild or anything. It's just, there's some possible energetic effects that uh, are recommended to be reserved for people who are fully physically mature. So if you are listening to this and you are not uh, an adult, then um, consult your local pranic healer but uh, for those listening to our who are adults um, that's not to scare you it should be very subtle um, but we're skipping a more a more um, formal sort of warm-up so i'm just going to try to keep it con as contained as possible and i'm not trying to build it up either so just just relax and take it easy and uh, and i will i will go ahead and walk us through a few steps here and and basically the idea is to while you're breathing softly and with um, a soft gaze or with eyes closed, imagine that there is a ball of burning light on the top of your head and that that is just sort of radiating energy. It's glowing, it's loving, it's peaceful energy, and it's just sort of opening the top of your of your head like the, like a lotus flower blossoming. And that if you can simultaneously hold that vision of the top of your head opening up with this sort of flower petal like ball of burning light however you can conceptualize that it's just highly charged energetic portal that um 
you can also simultaneously imagine that your heart center of your 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 emotional center is also dilating and opening up and if you want to think of it like a spinning disc you could say that it's also opening up and sort of blossoming or, or like a sunflower or any other flower that you like to imagine and so with those two energy centers opened up and i'm not doing the breathing right now exactly with, with you because i'm speaking out the steps um, but if you're just following along i've already got these images already pretty well established for myself but it's for the some people it's the first time so, you know most people know they have a heart chakra if you were or if you will but they may not have experienced as equally powerful emotions coming from um, from six of the other major chakras that are, are pretty well established throughout different traditions in the world. So anyway, with that said, the top of the head is glowing and radiating and this, this beautiful, warm, loving flower that's, um, that's expanding. And then the heart is also opening, expanding, and we hopefully all know what that feels like. And, um, and now here's where it gets extremely magical uh, in terms of a tactic for peacemaking during struggle and surviving these times is that if you can imagine that there is this um, this sort of uh, amorphous divine loving healing energy that that just exists like a field of energy almost like an ocean above the atmosphere that is just pure acceptance and love and joy and and compassion and empathy and and it just the essence of all of the most precious moments that we've experienced in life and that we just have those glimpses of that that ocean is always there it's always available to us but we kind of have to do sort of like what they did and do the right thing to cool off on that hot summer day and they they popped off that fire hydrant to get that water flowing like imagine that there is that there is a portal that you could open the top of your head up and that that hydraulic pressure of all of that love from all of that divine oceanic sort of fluid of, of love and compassion can actually just start to enter down through your the top of your head and go through the tubing that connects your chakra system and then start to flow and you know we'll, we'll like not open it all the way right away you know what i mean like try to just let just a little bit in but just visualizing the potential that this is even possible if you bear with me like let's just start with a trickle and just get a little bit of a stream going and that stream is just like drops of nectar coming down through the through the top of the head from that divine love from above and getting into the heart and really and really activating and nourishing that heart chakra and then this is where we take it to almost like a a street fighter 2 combo combative where in in the name of of, of peace and, and reconciliation you reach your hands out your palms up in front of you and um, about shoulder height and uh, about shoulder width and reach the palms out and visualize the globe the visualize the planet earth just suspended uh in front of your in front of your hands and that now that you have this this um this hydraulic flow going that you can actually send that divine energy from from above through your through the top of your head through your heart out through your arms and hands and then beaming into 
the entire earth and and with the intention that you're blessing the entire earth all beings all life all people and because ultimately you want people to be more understanding and more aware of and more considerate for each other and then they would sit down and and break um share food together and actually come to, to to reconciliation over all kinds of issues and that that's really what's not happening so that's a little bit of the political narrative to it but it's very powerful and i've had for myself real powerful transformations where i just realized like wow i, I was holding on to a lot of resentment and and i didn't but i didn't want to lose my fight i didn't want to like forgive without I don't want to forget and forgive without justice, you know, and I don't see this as a spiritual bypass of like, I'm going to do this so that I can spiritually bypass the rage that I feel. I'm going to appropriately alchemize that righteous rage energy into constructive creative acts and actually use that energy to to tear up the sidewalk and grow a garden, you know, like Ron Finley did in, in South Central and has done a lot like a lot of people i mean that's that's one example of like transmutation of destructive energy into creative i don't want to get on a on on my own soapbox but i will say that it is an interesting life hack um to to realize that that actually operating at a lower level of like the, the the stack of how human psyche works and if you can if you really cultivate that, which the pranic healers do, they cultivate it as a prerequisite for them to conduct themselves as a as a business uh, official practitioner of that trademark. I don't represent it because I'm a little bit rogue. I'm a little bit off the rails. So I don't say that I'm selling that as a service. I will say go to your local certified practitioner and have them explain a lot more of this to you. But, you know, this is to wrap up. This is this is how I put it into into short words is that uh, like if you if you're in if you need this to come back to you at some point i say golden light from above fills my heart with bliss i bless the earth with loving kindness that's the first line golden light from above fills my heart with bliss i bless the earth with loving kindness and then the second part is i humbly invoke for divine healing, blessings be to all without exception. I humbly invoke I humbly invoke for divine healing, blessings be to all without exception. And it's that last part of the without exception that you can feel a little bit of a a tug to be like, no, I wanna I wanna hate everyone or I wanna hate my enemy. But when you when that little script, that little piece of that code executes and you realize like wow i'm holding the earth i'm bathing it in divine love and i'm and i'm like um, i'm not i'm not like um using any kind of authoritarian dogma it's very it's very open-ended it's very open source so with that said thank you for bearing with that it was a little longer than i expected but i think i I think I delivered what what I intended. So thank you for, for Bam, I would thank like you. to respond to that. Um, it's something I've never told anybody in the world. So I think now's the time. Um, how how deep is everyone's faith here? I'm gonna test these waters real quick. Um, 
so what I just experienced was something that I've never experienced before. And I'm going to tell you guys, okay, in 2012, okay. All right, here we go. World, gotta know, because they're gonna have to know sometime. Okay, um, in 2012, I went to Virginia with my then girlfriend at the time. And um, we went to a Five Guys with her and her friend Zach and Caroline. I thought it was a little bit of a weird relationship because he was 26 and she was 19. Whatever. This is important. That detail is important. Trust me. Um, so my, my, my like Virgo senses were like off. I was feeling like a different thing, but I was feeling something I've never felt before whenever I looked at Caroline. It was this 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 impeding heartbeat that was going left, right, left, right, left, right. But the left was louder than the right. And I've never heard anything like that in my life. I remember before when I was a kid, I used to say to people, yo, if I look directly into your right eye with my right eye, I could tell you how you're feeling. For some reason, I thought this would be a cool parlor trick to show to this person named Caroline. So I did it with her. And for the first time ever, I held her hand. I then in my head started seeing visions of two people in her head. It was this really nice, beautiful rose of a girl, so cheery, so excellent, so esquivete. She just knew how to make everything a garden. And there was this other girl this loud, boisterous, evil, like, I'd shoot you if given the chance type of people. But they're both screaming at me the same thing. What are you doing in here? And I asked them, and I, I'm picturing this in my head at the time, so it's like, these don't have voices, but I can hear them still. And I asked them, where am I? And they were like, you're in her head, stupid. Or at least the bad one said that. The other one was like, I'd love to show you around, but I don't think my other friend is going to. Do y'all hear that or is that just me? There is a, okay, there is a, okay, okay. Just making sure. Um, I got me nervous. I thought that was my air conditioner. I was like, oh shit. Um, so after they said that, I immediately pulled back out and I opened my eyes and I told her, there's like two versions of you. This really nice cheery girl and this really like terrible evil girl. And she was, she started laughing nervously and she was like, who the fuck are you? Are you FBI? Are you CIA? Like, what is this? And I'm like, why? What? <laughs> like, did I, did I like guess something right? She's like, yeah, I'm bipolar. Mm. And then I did it again to a person who was very skeptical that I ever did. And I'm skipping over all the stories. There's, I'm only going to tell two more just because I really want this to land for Ben because at the point of what I'm saying is the end of this. Um, I then did it with a friend of mine who 
was very skeptical about anything spiritual at all or anything like unlocking the mind. She's a very technical girl. She develops apps. She's really cool. Now, let me tell you, that's my, that's my home girl. Like, but she went to school in Australia. She left us. Now she got to deal with spiders. Uh-huh. Um, she, so we went to a, we were hanging out one day. She came back and she was like, I want to really spend time with you because I think you're a cool person. And I was like, yay, that makes me, because she knows I need validation. Anyway, I'm talking her up so much because I like her. Um, she's a cool, really cool person. Um, so she talks to me about it and we end up going to a Barnes and Nobles and in the back section on the third floor, um, she's like, do it now. And I'm like, this isn't a fucking parlor trick. You can't do this. <laughs> like, you can't, like, you can't, hey, you know, I thank you for the line. I appreciate it. Like, you can't do this, like, as a, as a, like, a, you gotta be in a certain, I gotta be in a place to, like, get one and do that. She's like, no, do it now. So I did it. And I was like, you know what? This will be the time I get it wrong. Because every time I've done this, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been, in my element and I've gotten it right. I've, I've, and that's why I'm saying I'm not going into them. Uh, but yo, this is the time I'm gonna get it wrong. Go inside her head. And I'm assuming that we're calling it this at this point because that's how it's been the last couple times. And inside her, 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 her facsimile of a, a mental picture, I see this boy. This boy is just running and he jumps and starts falling through these four thick glass panels. And I want you to picture, I swear to you, I remember it as clear as, oh, there were like, you know, like human sized thick glass panels. Like think of like um, an entire floor of an office building being just one big slab of glass. He goes through four of these heavy, breaks bones. It's bad. It's looking terrible. And he hits the ground. <laughs> he hits the ground. And he, 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 he gets back up and walks up these like cartoonish steps. You know, the cartoons when they used to have the spotlight on the character and it was drawn, like it was just an all black screen with the white, with the white spotlight and then the character were moving it. It looked like that. That's what the whole place looked like, a black void, pure straight black, like it was drawn with the spotlight over these four panels and the thing is deep. It's gotta be like a 10,000 foot drop. I don't even know how I can see him. I just zoom in and the kid walks up these stairs that are on the side of the glass panels and just keeps jumping over and over again through the four panels. So eventually I'm like, this is kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> like you could just do something else. <laughs> but I don't know why I said it like that. So I go down the steps. And I'm like, I've never tried to like legitimately talk to anything I see in my head because I feel like that's me imputing on it. This is not a real gift. Like you're just making up a story and it's, it's, you're doing that thing where it feels close to, you know, the, the, the psychics, you know, they do the thing where it's like, I'm thinking of a name, Jordan, Jason, da, 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 da. This wasn't like that. I stopped that boy and immediately I see that his right leg is chained to the ground, almost like, you know, how you used to see it again in the cartoons. It was the nail in the ground with the chain and it had the like the metal brace and they were like, ah, oh, you can't get away, the spike trap, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It was that. 
And somehow with that chain, him on the floor, he's still walking up the steps. So I'm like, this doesn't work in physics. I've never seen anybody do this. So he jumps again. And when he hits the ground, I grab him. And for the first time ever, I feel and I can see him. And I pull him up and he's wearing blue jeans, a nice little ripped white tee. And you can see his right leg was bent like all the way around. Foot broken the other way going to the right side. I'm thinking on, if it would be left to me, it's right to them, yes. And I ask him, yo, do you see the exit door right there? And I say this to him just like this. Do you see the exit door right there? Why would you keep doing this? This feels counterproductive. And he was like, well, it's the only memory she has of me that seems to stick around. So I would be a dick for leaving. Walks back up the steps, does it again. I'm like, all right, I'm thinking of fucking anime scenes right now. There's no way this is happening. Pull out, and I tell her the whole story. I'm not even going to bury the lead on this one. Um, She's like, yeah, that's my friend Ryan. He died when he was 14, and you correctly described what he was wearing, how he was talking, and the fact that he jumped from a four-story building and broke his right leg on the way down. To, like, the whole fucking plot. So, of course, I was sitting here and telling her, like, fucking lying like at this you're feeding my ego and she's like marquise you know me like you know me as a person if i wanted to crush you right now i would easily take that opportunity easily without even i would just like laugh about it and like just i would make a whole joke of it no you got that right okay now we got a problem the last story i'm going to tell you um and that's why i appreciated ben for sharing is is that it is true if you spread your light, even if it attracts the negativity, they have no choice but to be bathed in positive. Um, I met a person who to this day is the worst person I've ever met. And I did the same thing. And I was able to rekindle the last picture that she ever had with her father before she died because the inner child in her, the, the inner child in her head was wearing a yellow bonnet and a blue dress, and that was the outfit that her father gave to her before he died. And I was talking to both the father and the inner child, and I was hearing all the memories. Have a good night. I'm sorry that I took up most of the time, but you needed to, y'all needed to hear that. The, the world kind of needed to hear that. These are, these are real accounts. These are not stories. I'm not making that shit up. I know I barely got an audience at this point, but I'm telling you, yo, when I tell you I'm going to change the world, I got to. Because that's that's something that's been happening to me. So if you know if you have a thought and energies, maybe I'm just a lucky guesser. Maybe I maybe I just I should play the lottery. But it don't work that way. It only works with people. <laughs> so like, if somebody could teach me how to work it for the lottery, I make everybody rich. I cut every 40, 50 G's right off the top, bro. I swear I got you. But yeah, that's my story. You. Thank you for listening. If if I if I could make one comment to appreciate that and, and validate that, there is a documentary called Third Eye Spies. If you watch Third Eye Spies, you will you will um, you have a lot of of uh, your work will be cut out cut out for you if you want to take that to the next level for sure because you're already way ahead of the class if you if you watch Third Eye Spies. Will do. Thank you. Third Eye Spies. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, yeah, basically uh, a very I don't know how they unsealed and 
un declassified a lot of what was in there. But basically, if you ever heard about, um, there's sort of a mockery made of Project Jedi and and the sort of uh, uh, it was made into the film Men Who Stare at Goats. But basically, there there's been I mean, there it's not a secret that secret agents all over the world are attempting to co-opt spiritual and psychic abilities for remote viewing for tactical and strategic uh, intelligence gathering and and whatnot and um what this documentary goes into more so than anything i've seen and, and it it doesn't i mean they interview people who are really actually directly involved with a lot of the a lot of the the activities and it's it's very much a trained skill is what you walk away from is that when they want to when they want to um train people to do remote viewing that there are some people who are just naturally gifted but that they discovered that they could actually through a methodology arrive at a point where they were getting high percentages amongst random samplings of people that they could arrive at the same discovery so maybe there's a bit of a hive mind or group mind sort of meta thing going on but but it's interesting to watch because it's the people who would try to debunk this stuff as um as just conspiracy or woo woo or whatever if you watch third eye spies it's it's uh yeah it's a it's on that's one of the top of my list and, and it's definitely i mean i always say i'm going to get around to to uh um lucid dreaming and astral projection and it's like maybe it's time to get around to that remote viewing stuff and start 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 there you know and and, and reverse engineer it from there was no joke absolutely no disagreement astral projection oh my gosh that's something that i really want to dive into it's something that like just completely fucking blows my mind it's in the refrigerator <laughs> Heather, what do you think about all this? Is your is your fucking mind just completely blown? Uh yes and no. So um my aunt does Reiki, okay? And I have like seen are you familiar with Reiki at all, Jordan? Um, so so Reiki is like, and I'm sure Ben can probably explain it a lot better than I can, but Reiki is like where you're drawing from an energy and then redirecting it. And there are like hospitals in the Midwest where I grew up, where they have like a Reiki department and they have like these practitioners go in and like, it helps like people that are like end stage cancer, you know, or like really terminal, really sick patients. It helps them to like, you know, heal or have like a sense of healing or it helps them with their pain. A lot of times it's used for pain management. So my aunt is certified in Reiki. So she did like the whole class thing with the, the master. Um, and again, Ben could probably explain it more um, in in specificity and detail but she got this certification and she's able to do it with dogs okay like she's an animal reiki practitioner and i've like seen her where she had she had um a shih tzu that was very old and very sick and we were at their house um in palm springs when this shih tzu had a stroke and um it was really scary and we couldn't get a hold of a vet and it's like the middle of the night on sunday or whatever 
and she starts doing Reiki on the dog. And the dog kind of like calms down and then gets up and just starts walking around like nothing had happened. So the next day, you know, we get the dog into the vet. The dog had a stroke. They have to do all kinds of tests, scans and all of that. And the dog ended up dying about a year later. But I mean, I, I believe all of it, right? Because I've seen, I've seen her do this in firsthand, in person, like just draw like energy and, and like put her, like she put her hands over the dog and the dog was okay. And I'm not shitting you in Illinois where we grew up, they have people that do Reiki that come in and it's like, you know, I know that like a lot of people, they think it's conspiratorial or they think like Ben said, it's woo woo or, you know, people just don't buy it, but you have like a, 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 re a regular healthcare system that is implementing this as like a practice for terminally ill patients. Don't tell me it's not real, you know, like there's legitimacy <laughs> behind that. So, um, yeah. And I also think that, um, uh, I really want to check out, did you say the movie was men who, men who stare at goats? Yeah. The men who stare at goats. Men who stare at goats. So I, and I think that this is like why, you know, like my kids and I are watching stranger things right now. And I think that this is why like pop culture shows like that resonate with a lot of people because there is like some of this really going on, right? You really do have groups that are are trying to train people to yeah like like have psychic visions or whatever um and then you know the the cia used to do all that hallucin hallucinogenic testing MPS where they used to give people yeah where they used to give people lsd yeah um and then and and mushrooms too i don't know if any of you watched that documentary on netflix about fabulous i think it's called fabulous fungi it's about fungus but they're talking about fungus and how like it has all these healing properties and how people when they hallucinate on mushrooms they, they like give it to them in a pill form and the people start hallucinating and they have again these like spiritual transformative experiences they had one guy in that movie that um he had prostate cancer they did this, this halluc hallucination treatment with a, a fungal pill one time, like six months later, the guy was completely free of prostate cancer. So like, and he had like this, he's, he's talking about how he had this like spiritual experience and it was so hard for him to explain, but it was like looking into colors and emotions at the same time. And they like sat with him and, and it was like this totally spiritual experience where he sees like, you know, the connection in the world, which you, I don't know if you know anything about fungus, but like fungus is connected in the world. Like, like the trees, like they have, you know, mycelium. Yeah, and it's all connected to the other plant. I mean, it's, it's all the interconnected, you know, experience. And then the guy is cured of cancer. I mean, it's, it's to me, like, I want to know more about it because I can see so much legitimacy to it, you know. Um, and I agree with the, the comment that Cleo typed in to you, Paradigm, which is that you clearly have a gift. And uh, it is 
like I had a, I had a friend who committed um, suicide actually about 15 years ago. And he used to talk about things like the sad old man that he would see inside the mind of like somebody um, or the, the, you know, that he, he would used to tell me that he, um, he, he, you know, what person or whatever that he saw inside of me. And I, at the time I used to think like, well, this is just totally bizarre. But now I really believe that there are like people that are, I don't know if they're called empaths. Would you consider yourself an empath where you can like see and like understand so much more about people um, than maybe even they sometimes realize. Um, but I think that it's it's a big responsibility too, which you could probably speak more to. <laughs> it's, you know, because I mean, you, you, you had a firsthand experience with, with uh, your friend's friend who committed suicide. I mean, like that changes you, right? I mean, you could probably speak to that more. Hey, oh, answer. No, um, I'm sorry. I, um, I was just, I, I was letting you go. Um, this is going to get real, real weird, real quick. So I'm going to just say it and I hope that it lands the way it lands. Um, the current state of the majority of Black America and the experience that you gain growing up poor does not give you time to experience these things in a non-fleeting capacity. Mm -hmm. So it has affected me majorly, but I would then have to get into a therapy session with you in order to mm -hmm. figure out, like, or have enough time to talk about everything it's made me feel. I know it, and when it comes, it comes. You know, I do my acid trips, I do my mushroom trips, I'm ready for ego death, that type of thing. Um, but as far as now is concerned, it's very hard to answer that because it's yeah. like, it's not the same experience as like, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be at this point here, but like, it's not the same as little Timmy who, you know, figured out he could do the thing at, at, at a softball game at high, you know. It's not one of those like experiences where like you're free to think, you know, I'm not, I'm still constrained by the model minorities, stay away from drugs. Everybody seems to care. You're the hyper special kid with the undiagnosed ADHD that never had a support system. Who's dad? Like that family is all disrupted. Like everything's broken and you got to figure that out on your own and you got to, you gotta, you gotta put into the idea that love is important and that is what you have been given. It's like a whole spiel. You see what I mean? Like it's like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prep for stuff like that. So yeah. at this time, um, it has changed me. I just, I really want to spend some time and figure out how. Yeah. Because this is the first time in my life I've ever opened up about these experiences to people who I wasn't like intimately sharing. Um, experiences with like my, you know, my close friends or blah, blah, blah. Like they know, but never just to an audience of people. <laughs> Feel a little weird. Well, and I think that that gets to back to the like thing that we were talking about earlier about protests, which is that like so many people, like they do not have the time because they have so much shit that they are going through. 
either it's, you know, the experience, you know, like your experience as a black man, um, you know, and all of the struggles that um, come along with that or being a single mom who's just trying to get home to feed her kids or um you know being a a a, a guest worker here in california i mean when i think about taj's question i immediately think about all the immigrants that are on the freeway like trying to get home from the fields and if traffic is stopped and there's a big demonstration they start thinking like, where's the exit? Because what's going on here, right? And so, so many, like, to, to your point, like, this gets back to like, you're just too busy to like process some of these things, right? Whether it be like a, an experience that you're having with a friend where you can like intu intuit what is like inside of them spiritually or something that's going on in the world like it's just we're too fucking busy and we have too much of a fucking struggle um yeah to process things and isn't that the point isn't that like the point like mm -hmm. if you're if you're too busy struggling you can never get in touch with these types of gifts or if you're too busy struggling you can never be like able to sit down and have the ability to do a, a meditation like that or if you're too busy you can never you know start thinking about things like the climate yeah and i think that's really where like capitalism is the main problem in all of this yeah. you know it's such a negative dominating force in our life where like you said heather we're never even able to take time to step away from all this and just Think about how our lives could even be somewhat materially improved. Um, it's and and as Taj was getting back to earlier on the panel, it's it's so deeply ingrained in our psyche where people can't even <coughs> they can't even comprehend a life beyond capitalism. They can't even comprehend the life beyond the nine to five forty hour work week. And it's what I'm getting at really is is capitalism is so all consuming. I think possibly the most insidious aspect of it is the way that it absolutely crushes the individual spiritually. Okay. Yeah, but you still got them grandmothers throwing it back for the church, man, throwing 20 in a collection. You, like, can iPhone, but you can go get a Big Mac on the corner. Like, I, that's why when people say, yo, capitalism has done more to lift people out of poverty, it's like, that's the whole point. <laughs> that capitalism right there ends is the poverty. whole, like, that is like, you're saying the point, like, that is yeah. it. It is to, it is to remove the idea of a necessary floor because you need unemployment. A hundred percent employment is bad. You do not want that. Like, 100% employment is bad. Every economist tells you this all the time. You need to have people fired. You need to have people laid off. There's a reason why. <laughs> There's a reason why FDR was so popular, because he was the only one who was like, well, yeah, that's true. We need that. But could we do something for them as well? <laughs> like, yeah. it seems like when the country goes to, to shit, they give you money. And, like, you still complain about it. Let's just make it a thing. Let's just make it a thing. 
we could all sit and create and think and vibe and have yeah. cultural experiences where we know everybody coming from a mm -hmm. solid home. You know, you can have your issues with, with your addictions. You can have your mental issues. I'm not obviously brushing these things aside. These are major things, but like you could have everything, but at least we know where everyone is experiencing them. In. I'm not worried about a homeless dude coming to me on the street who hasn't had mental health care because it's just a dude who need health care. Like you see what I you see how I remove a step? All of a sudden it's different now. Oh, a dude who live up in 3B, he be banging his head on the wall. We should get him some help. Sound a lot better than oh, the dude, the 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 the, the crackhead on the street that always be banging his head on the wall. I hate it. I wish like the police would arrest. Yeah. You see how the language changes? Just the language alone puts a different vibe in the air. Yep. I'm gonna give y'all that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna fuck up the presidency, y'all. I'm gonna make it crazy. I mean, y'all gonna be like, oh, we could have lived like this, nah, bro. Y'all gonna be like, yo, three terms, three terms. I promise you, they're gonna be like, run that back. They go just like a battle rap, run that back. <laughs> wait, wait, I missed that. What'd you say? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, run that back. I got y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> I just think that, I just think that there are like so many. Like so many people would need so much time to like process, you know, like process and like be like a lot of people just they don't know. Like I was talking about with my dad in the food, like he was like, wait a minute, like he couldn't even believe it for like the first week that we were picking it up. He's like, wait a minute, where is all this food coming from? And it's like, <laughs> like people are being fed. He just, he couldn't even wrap his head around it, you know? Um, and I think that it's going to, a lot of people are going to get like thrown out of your element. And like you were saying earlier, paradigm, it's like the matrix. They don't have the infrastructure <laughs> to pull everybody out all at the same time, because I, I don't even know how that would work to be honest with you. So that's the thing, and that's where I'm going to scale everything because I do have to leave. I know it is late, too. Um, I I blow my vocal cords out very often, so I'm trying to oh, – Yeah, that's sure very late where you're at. You're on the East Coast, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Y'all not, not even suffering like I'm suffering. This dinner time for y'all, man. It's Saturday night. <laughs> man, yeah, in fact, it's Sunday morning for me. Oh, my God. Um, What was I going to say? Um, uh, oh, Come on, get the thread, get the thread, get the thread. Get the thread. Um, that's where I want to scale things. Yes, that's where I want to scale things. Me saying that, like, I could just show you how a better life is. That is also an accelerational idea of fascism. Like, yeah. that is, that is, that. you see, like, I know where, like, the argument, and that's why politicians, and I understand the game, like, some people just can't come out and say all that. I'm the yeah. one who could, like, fix it for you. Like, I get what that sound like. But, see, then that also brings in the idea of, is there any humility? Now we start looking at the person. Wow, he's sounding a lot like that other guy. Let's yeah. check his personhood. I teach kids. I'm trying to turn Twitch into a broadcasting place where people can make residual income just by showing up and doing a job, giving people a chance to be broadcasters for their own techniques and their own things. Like we have a segment for the 805 Uncensored podcast every Thursday night on the, on, on the channel. And like people give subs and like instead of you getting a 50 cut, of the revenue because we're all generating maybe even 24 seven content. You know, you getting that full. We make sure you get that full. You get 50 subs, that's 50 times five. We match the balance, but you need funding for that. And mm -hmm. then like, like just stuff like that. Like I got ideas. You take a flat piece of metal, right? And you put it 
on the front of your car and you heat up the piece of metal. So that way when it snows, you could just push all the snow out the way. Yeah. You know, I got a name for it too. The de-snowerizer. <laughs> I got ideas. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I will make my exit. Yeah, I gotta um, I gotta head out too, Jordan. No worries. Thanks guys so much. Um I'll let you go, Ben, yeah. too, as well. Uh yeah, Ben stuck around. I appreciate that. Beautiful stories, Cheers. everybody. So Cheers. much awesome stuff added as always. Heather. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday, you. man. Happy birthday. Thanks, guys. Um <laughs> we, let's let's definitely do this again. Yeah. Yes. Sounds good. All right. That was the 805 Uncensored Birthday Bash panel. Um, good night, everybody. Cheers.